So uh, where are we starting at this week? I think this was a this was a pretty eventful week, huh? I haven't been paying attention. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. No, I mean I just in general. On. Just in general, for a lot of shits going on. I know you had a, a eventful week. Uh, I mean, you know, there was there was um, you know, women are crazy, bro. I mean, it <laughs> I is, just, it is disavow early. It is. Yeah, you disavow early. <laughs> you know, but in the in the defense, most of them are crazy because of some shit men did to them. So I mean, it's yeah, we, yeah. We, in some form or another, we've reaped all of this. Yeah, and and most so dudes are, yeah. most dudes are fucked up because of something some woman did to them. Usually, yeah. their mothers. Circle of life. Yeah, it yeah. really is it's the circle of fuckery, bro. Just going around creating dysfunction for other people. To try to work out all through adulthood. Yeah, it's like it's some cripping blood shit. It's like the, every time you try to stop it, they're like, but they killed my cousin in 94. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no matter how far back you go, it's just nobody's ever going to be able to just stop and be like, all right, let's start from today. There's been too, too many casualties in this shit. No, no, no. I got to treat you. My father was a piece of shit, so I got to treat you like shit. Yeah, yeah. So the bad thing is we we both on both ends seem to be attracted to some of the worst traits in the opposite sex for some reason. Well, I kind of understand it more with men. And I know that sounds already sexist and patriarchal and shit, but I understand it more with men because the the women who seem to be the biggest problems or, or could potentially be the biggest problems are the ones who usually present themselves as easy sexual access, usually. And easy sexual access is a biological imperative. So I totally understand why dudes chase the wrong women. But for women, I, you know what? I guess it's the same kind of thing because they're probably tapping into some extra testosterone. He can protect me in a, mm-hmm. in a, in a pandemic. <laughs> you know? She's tapping into that kind of energy. Even though we don't need that shit anymore, even though we don't really live in a world anymore where you're going to have to be physically protected, I think, for extended periods of time or very often, I don't think that shit's happening anymore. But the bad guys still, you know, the tough guys still get a lot of attention. I don't know. I don't care, man. Just just, just find somebody who you can work your dysfunction out with. That's 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 pretty much that's pretty much what adulthood is, because no no matter what you're gonna be with somebody that has some everybody everybody dysfunction is rampant, it's ubiquitous, yeah. it's everywhere. We gotta yeah. work it out within ourselves, and when you try to make something work with another person, you're unraveling their shit, and you're helping each other unravel all their shit. Hey, here's how my mother and father fucked me up. Here's how all my past relationships fucked me up. Hey, let, let's get together and try to be a little less fucked up with each other. Yeah. And even that, even even that is probably way more than most people are willing to do. That That's a bigger conversation that most people are willing to have. It's, it seems to be like, I want to bang this person. And if they want to bang me, <laughs> let's just do it. <laughs> I don't I don't know how many people are coming into this. Like, yeah, let's see if we can work out our dysfunctions and break our generational curses. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they, they may not explicitly state it, but they're dealing with it when they can't figure out why they're always at each other's throats. Oh, I hear some noise. 
I'm just trying. I'm just trying to fuck. <laughs> it sounds like you're trying to crack open a, a, a crate of illegal animals. Nah, man, that's that. It was the coconut water, man. Oh, okay. uh, my hippie shit. What's happening? Chilling, man. Just uh, assessing the the zeitgeist as usual. Mm. Mm. Shit is crazy out here. I'm seeing a, a lot of. Uh, a lot of shit on my Facebook timeline and everything. There's a lot going on. People seem to be button heads right now, majorly. More than usual? Yeah, more than usual. I'm seeing like a... And I guess That's maybe amazing. sometimes I'm not paying attention. That might mm. be the facts. Sometimes I'm just not paying attention. But I've been looking around recently, and there's just like a lot of... A lot of shit going. I think people are are getting more uptight, and more, I'm seeing people talking about clearing off their Facebook list because people aren't liking their posts enough. <laughs> and like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna delete you if you don't engage with my shit. Like, like it and share it, or I'm gonna delete you. Well, a lot of people are trying to monetize their attention now. So I I know people like uh they they make their living off of Twitter and Facebook now. Because they have a they have enough engagement and enough followers, like they can they can post something and people will pay them to post. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Or 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 it could just be OnlyFans. I don't know. Not like <laughs> enough, so I know you're never gonna follow me to OnlyFans. So. Yeah. Only that's that's the that's the new hustle for sure, right there, yo. That's like back in the day when it was like, "Don't be mad, UPS is hiring." Now it's like, you know, don't go broke because OnlyFans is hiring. <laughs> it's automatic. Like if anything's going wrong, if your shit's even looking shaky right now, and you're a female, he's like, "Yeah, get you an OnlyFans." And it's hard to argue too. I, I know one of them on Twitter. Oh, I don't know if it was Twitter or Instagram, but I, I hadn't really heard about her. But uh, my daughter was telling me about it that this chick from Instagram, who was already pretty popular there, started the OnlyFans, and she made like a hundred and forty thousand dollars in two hours. Holy shit! Everybody just I'm wanted saying, to see her bro. naked. They wanted to see her naked so bad. She said, hey, I got OnlyFans now. And it was all like, I got to have it. I got to have it. 140 I mean, grand. You can't where, argue with that. Where's the audience for dudes that have lost weight and have dad bods? I'm trying to get money like that. Yeah, it's out there, but it might not be the demographic you want to engage oh, with. Oh, I don't care. It's just a fucking... <laughs> I just, it's just a webcam. Who gives a shit? I'll sit on pies for that kind of money. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just... Like, Sit on pie. I just sit on him butt naked. Just <laughs> whatever yeah, you want. Uh, 140 grand. I'll sit on just about anything. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hi, yo. I got, got some ideas there. We could definitely make some money. 104. I'll listen. I'll put on the luchador mask or a skate mask oh, or some shit so I could still go get regular employment. Oh, man. Who needs regular employment? Who needs regular employment if you can make 140 nah, grand in pies? No. No, I gotta, I gotta, I you can't. D- d- listen, the longer you're in that environment, just sitting on pies like there's no tomorrow, the more horrible things you're just, you're just putting in your soul. I, for I don't sure, know how for sure, can, no, for I, sure. I don't know how long you can live that life uh, and listen, come out on the other side. Okay, I don't know. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to push back on this one a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> just because of the fact that usually the alternative. Most times the alternative is also bogging your soul down too. You know, people sitting in cubicles, I guess that's pretty much over, but you know, all filing TPS reports is is fucking soul shattering for a lot of people. And they do yeah. it for a lot of yeah. hours a day for hundreds and hundreds of weeks. Well, this, this definitely brings up a, a question about like 
when you make money from suffering, does that does that energy follow you? You know what I mean? Like there will be blood or like we talked about that a little bit, but I do believe that like what you do and what you participate in definitely has some sort of repercussion that we probably can't measure right now. Maybe in another few hundred years, they could measure that kind of pain frequency or something. But like people who have made money off of arms, you know, like uh, Dick Cheney or don't you think that shit kind of like follows them? Isn't that why they're like behind gated and they're like fucking Darth? They're like Darth Lords mm. and shit because yeah, that energy then, follows but then, them. But then think about the illness of everybody's retirement is attached to that shit in one way or another. So if you got a 401k and you're not investing everything like on your own, right? Like, That's what I'm saying. You're, you're yeah. in a fund. Like I, yeah. I don't. It's almost impossible to not make money to some degree that's got blood on it. And even if you're not making money directly from it, you're living in a civilization where a lot of your convenience... That's my question, though. Another but, that's my, but that's my question. Yeah. I mean, do we, do we think that's why we're all dealing with a collective conscious like sickness? Like, our culture is sick, and now it's manifesting itself, whether you believe the virus is real or not. It's manifesting itself kind of in a, on a mass scale. Do you think that's like an echo of a deeper sickness? Because, you know, they, they can prove that emotional traumas affect your body. Like, they really do. Like, a lot of overweight or heart disease can be usually connected to some sort of traumatic event that the brain keeps reliving over and over again in the autonomic nervous system. So can that happen collectively? Do, do we think that is potentially what's happening so like sitting on pies or <laughs> dr drilling for oil does that have an effect on your overall health like what you do with your energy do you know what right. i'm saying right right well i think a lot of this stuff may not be inherently bad like i, I would say you know sitting on pies for videos is not inherently bad that's not I the think, same as killing people for right sure. it's not yeah. the same as killing people it's not the same as selling guns not the same as you know, uh, deforesting the Amazon so you can make some money. <laughs> right. Like it's not, it's not the same thing. Now, right. The way the way we're socialized about sex and morality and homosexuality, like all of that, might create a new issue in your psyche because of everything that's attached to it. But I don't think it's inherently anything wrong with it because we've had that that center, that piece of the brain that feeds on that sort of exploitation kind of thing. That's been there a long time. I mean, that's that's why. Right. That's why there's, uh, you know, belly dancers and shit in Hawaii. I mean, it's the same energy. They might not be sitting in a pie, but we know people are looking at that and, and, and being influenced and they love it and it's giving them some good vibes and shit and they want to consume that. So and then you ramp that up. It's been in every society probably since For the sure. time. There For was sure. some type of performative, even if it was only private between you and your partner, there's still a piece of the brain that just digs that shit. So yeah. listen, I, I yeah, I guarantee you at some point there's some like ballroom in the 1700s and some creepy dude was up in the balcony just jerking it to some ballet. For there's, sure. There's every, everything Shit. to some degree. Any time a woman you don't, is moving, yeah. Yeah. You yeah, don't jerk anything. off to downtown Abbey? I mean, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it may not be stripping, it could be hula dancing, it could be ballet, it could be whatever. There's yeah, yeah. yeah. At every level. emotion well, is gonna But I think we're zeroing in on just sex. Like, so I was actually watching a there's a show on Netflix I highly recommend called Unwell. And it talks about Tantra, it talks about ayahuasca. There's a really good episode on ayahuasca. There's bee sting therapy. 
yeah, sex, sex has been perverted or we've been taught to be like shameful about it. And, but I think that's one small piece of the pie. I think what, what Dan was alluding to, how we're all somewhat implicit in an economy at the very least that is subjugating most of the world, right? The clothes we wear, the way we, we, we eat our food. My, I guess my question is outside of sitting on pies and, and deforesting vaginas, you know, does, does, <laughs> does what we're doing collectively have an effect on us as a culture in these like subconscious subtextual ways that maybe we can't, we don't see on the surface because we're living in kind of the material sciences and we don't really look at those kind of things. It's all considered woo if we look at like energy states or we try to measure people's electromagnetic energy or like, you know, I guess that's my question is, is what we're doing collectively having an effect on us consciously and is COVID potentially like an, uh, a result of that? Yeah, I think collective consciousness is definitely, I mean, I'm, it's not even a debate whether it's a thing or not. Well, to what degree it affects us and, and if you can trace it back to, if you can tie it to certain things and we could say, you know, there's so much suffering and anxiety in the world because of this, like that, that might be hard. We don't have, of course, we don't have right, right, machines right. and shit to be able to figure all that out. But I've said before, I definitely think that the, the, the overall amount of suffering in the world, I think it definitely affects all of us because there's so many people who have so much, especially in this country, there's so many people who have so much and are still not satisfied. They're still not happy. They find reasons to be upset and, and anxious about shit that people who can't pay their bills, if they had the problems of some of these, you know, rich folk who are sitting around complaining about whatever, they, they would love to trade problems with some of those people. But right. I think that's the reason that so many people can't get to that inner zen point even though they might have the possessions they might have a whole lot of shit it still feels like there's something missing and that's been you know as long as there's been rich people there's been the trope of the rich people aren't really happy true so true. I've, I've i've had to ask myself that question over the years too like is that something that poor people tell themselves to make themselves feel better about being poor like we we, we teach our kids that rich people aren't really happy and the true wealth is the things that money can't buy like I, i've wondered about that for a long time like is that just a coping mechanism that poor people have but we do see a lot of people who are rich that commit suicide or people who that we see as being blessed just in material things that just don't, they don't seem to be uh, experiencing the fullness of life. And, th and that's a question that that's a real question. I think uh, a lot of people could benefit from asking themselves because it, it seems like something is blocking it. People say money can't buy happiness from, from a regular run of the mill everyday person standpoint. I don't think many people believe that. I think a lot of people who have experienced large amounts of money and fame and popularity and influence, I think they have a different insight on it, of course, than, than we could ever have. But uh, I, I don't think anybody poor believes that money can't buy happiness. Everybody now, it, thinks it, it, if they get it, the money, we'll be all right. Well, it solves an immediate set of problems. So when you're living check to check, you're constantly stressed out about meeting your basic needs. Like For money sure. solves that one problem. You know, you may not always maintain a certain level of status or popularity or relevance. And there can be, you know, psychological scars or, you know, trauma that is the result of that. But as far as that immediate set of needs or, you know, really connecting with people. I mean, 
uh, I love that line from CeeLo where he's like, I like being poor. At least I know what my friends are here for. You know, to constantly be surrounded by people that you don't know if they even like you or give a fuck about you. And to not really be able to connect with other human beings because everything is about what can you do for me? You know, how can you be a stepping stone for my ambition? Or, you know, so to be constantly inundated with, with you know, people's uh, wanting to, like, ride your coattails or use you as a stepping stone and not really know if you're really connecting with people on a deep level. I, I could see there being a misery in that. But as far as, like, the, the manifestation of COVID, look, uh, I definitely think there's a collective sickness and trauma that, you know, civilizations work out that we all kind of um, experience together and, and pass on to one another. But as far as the COVID shit, man, everything that I've looked into on it from people way, way smarter than me uh, seems to indicate that it's definitely like an engineered virus. For and sure. even if you look at what it's what it's doing, like especially like think about China and everything's owned by the state. Right. They got it. You know, so as far as like national health care, like, yeah, there's no there's no for private industry there. Right. So if they got a huge elderly population, it affects people that are overweight, people that are sick, people that are healthcare burdens, right? So if you already got pre-existing conditions that cost a lot of money or you're aged and you're in it, I mean, it, it ran through the nursing home. Like it really seems, I, I could be wrong. I don't know. It's all speculation. Just to be clear, disavow ahead of time. But it definitely seems like it's some like culling shit. Like they 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 kind of understood like yeah we need to we need to kind of slim up the numbers. We got too many people getting into retirement, too many pensions to pay out, too many old people we're going to be taking care of, uh, too too much uh, burden on the healthcare system. Let's go ahead and you know, let's go ahead and trim the numbers. Wow, that's some wild shit, man. Just to think about something like that that can really that could that actually has the potential to be true. That's that's not no cockamamie left field, you know, conspiracy theory shit. Because I've looked at some of that shit too, and what they're talking how it got pieces of other viruses, some type of yep. chimera, some yep. chimera that couldn't be, you know, naturally evolved. It's like some shit that looks like it's been purposely created and messed with and released. So, and it is like you said, it's attacking people who the type of shit that we hear a lot of people complaining about, a lot of people, you know, got issues with that. They think they're draining the economy or whatever. So, and then all these other ideas people are saying about the whole erasure of certain classes and trying to create a bigger divide between rich people and poor people. Right. Shit like this definitely works in the favor of people who have those type of plans. For sure. Well, you think about it, if you're broke and you're eating fast food every day, you know, and you know, if you live like, in America anyway, like you can have a poverty lifestyle where you can get by pretty inexpensively, but the toll you're taking on your body is, I mean, tremendous, you know what I'm saying? So like when they, they tried to inject the racial disparity into it, but really I think a lot of it has to do with like cultural disparity as far as like nutrition, you know what I'm saying? So if you live in an urban area, that's a food desert and you're eating food from the fucking corner store every day, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to get a bag of chips. I'm going to get some Jolly Ranchers. I'm going to get a Chico stick or whatever. You know, I'll hit up Wendy's and get a 99-cent burger. Like, yeah, over time, you might you might get full, but you're not getting any real nutrition. And if you don't have any real nutrition, your body doesn't know how to fight new diseases. And 
you're going to be more prone to get diabetes. You're going to be more prone to have heart disease. And if you see like all, all of those conditions are comorbidity factors that make it way more dangerous. But for yeah. most people, I mean, a couple people I know have had it and they're like, yeah, it just sucks. My heart was racing. I was in bed for a few days, but it really wasn't shit, you know? And then other people, my aunt, she just had two of her friends pass away, but they were like in their seventies. So when you're, in, you're older, you know, it's way more dangerous, but at the same time, your body metabolizes uh, a way, way poorer uh, rate than when you're younger. So the way that your body metabolizes energy and gets nutrients and the way your whole you know, system works to fight off diseases is way weaker when you're at that age. So it, it definitely, you know, I mean, I don't know how much you've looked into it, but we helped finance that facility. What I looked into was showing me, hey, there's no bats that are even sold at those fucking markets. And the bats that this specifically came from, they're not like 150 miles near, you know, they're 150 <laughs> miles away from the actual site that the that the original uh, outbreak took place in, you know. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's definitely it definitely reeks of like, you know, the evil Alex Jones type shit, like some ugly shit is going on behind the scenes. Yeah. And the thing about the fast food and all of that shit now. This is a conversation that would lead you just automatically to the whole capitalism concept. Now, is this something that can only function under capitalism because of the free market and everything? And why is it that there's no sustainable way to offer people these foods and the FDA allows them to put all kinds of ridiculous shit in there, the dyes, the colors, and and it's just because it makes so much money and these corporations are so huge, the bottom line is really what matters. And a lot of other countries, they don't even allow most of the chemicals oh, yeah. that people <laughs> that, that we use and consume here. Now, well, this is... That, is I'm, go ahead, no, sorry, I was just saying, sorry, like, is that a... The fact that these other countries don't even allow it, most... Americans who have some type of political uh, knowledge or anything like that, they would say that's going towards socialism, uh, communism kind of thing to where you won't let these businesses do what they do to reach their bottom line. So it would is that would that be inherently bad if we were telling them, no, you can't put this in the food. No, you can't feed people red number 40. Or are we just saying, fuck it, because it makes money? I mean, I. What's interesting, I had a lot of thoughts while you guys were talking, because I actually think that what you're saying in a way, both of you collectively, is speaking to what I was talking about. What we tend to do is remove consciousness from the evolutionary process, right? We think of evolution as just like a biological thing, but because we don't understand consciousness as well as we do form or matter, we tend to not think of ourselves evolving consciously, right? Or like that things are happening with a collective brain, if you will, for lack of a better term, without getting too woo, but whether it was biologically engineered or it came from a bat, to me is still a symptom of a disconnect between mind, heart, soul, whatever you want to call it, and body. And so a lot of what we're talking about is there's a disconnect between feeling, empathy, and wanting resources or you know like the way the brain works is an evolutionary tool that is set to like look at threats and find the easiest path through said threat and so the way we've been operating for so long was strictly mental strictly build this 
safety, build this, build the wall, whatever, right? Those conversations. But I think for me, for it to be attacking people who are unhealthy, it sucks. It's terrible. But it's just like if a cell in the body goes and becomes rogue, it becomes cancerous. That's what it is on a biological level. Cancer is a rogue cell that doesn't want to commune with the rest of the body. And so that disconnect is showing us in by who it's killing where our problems are. You understand what I'm saying? Like right, people yeah. dying of not eating well and poverty, these are the symptoms of the deeper right, kind of right. spiritual consciousness sickness that COVID is an exterior kind of like flagpole touchstone to. And so if we start to like sit with it and understand like it's unveiling to us things we've all already known. It's like the matrix. We all have that little thing in our brain. They're like, this shit's fucked up. Like everybody, as soon as they become of age, is like, this doesn't really feel like this is the way it should be, right? We all kind of feel like something's wrong. And I think that now as a collective, we're all being shown the ways in which we're failing each other because of this like need to hoard resources because we've been taught this is all there is. You know, and I'm not, I'm not going to get into some spiritual, I'm not here to, I mean, we are on a cult podcast, so I guess if I'm going to start a cult, this is the yeah, best place exactly, possible. Exactly. But like, yo, you really have to look at like, yo, we, we're out of resonance, right? The reason that science was even able to emerge and become the powerful system that it is, is that it had to come out of a dogmatic religious system. And so we evolved out of that. And now we're able to, to prove empirically certain things about our current physics model. But I feel like we're being asked to move farther into asking larger, more esoteric questions about what is, what, what is a healthy way for us to move forward with curiosity around the things we obviously don't know, right? We don't really know how energy works, but we can begin to measure that. And there's all kinds of people doing that. So I think that that's the larger conversation is how do we become more healthy holistically as a whole, not just, oh, we got to save the economy. That's a mental thing. Granted, jobs are important, money's important, but really what I feel like we're all being pushed towards is what is actually really valuable. And if yeah. we're in the third dimension, health is at the very top of that. And so the fact that that isn't what's disseminating out is like, yo, stop eating fucking cheeseburgers and stop eating fried food and you're gonna feel a lot better, COVID or not, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. And the reason that's not a thing is because it, it does heighten your, it's just the reason weed was illegal for so long and mushrooms, the fact that psychedelics are a schedule one is insane to me because yeah. they know, they know that when you get a glimpse of what's really happening, real change can happen really fast, but it's happening anyway. So that's kind of the point is that whether this is nefarious or not, it's really actually helping us as a species. I'm sad people are dying. I don't want anybody to die. But a lot of that pharmaceutical attachment, that's the people, if you really look at the numbers, those are the people who are dying. Yeah. yeah, but those are the people, people are dying the most. The yes. Yeah. Think about that for a minute. Think about that narrative. What is that saying to us? That these man-made kind of triage solutions to health is what's actually killing oh, us. And you know, and I love, I love that Bill Maher always goes hard at the pharmaceutical companies. He's like, yo, doctors don't even ask you uh, what are you eating? Like, that's right, not even right, a component right. of how, how the they fuck? assess your health. They're like, okay, yeah, uh, your yeah. blood pressure is a little high. Let's just give you these pills. 
well, um, see, I can give you these pills indefinitely, and then you don't have to make any lifestyle changes right, that are going right. to fundamentally make you healthy. But right. you're going to come here, and I'm going to keep giving you these pills. So you 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 put down a lot. I want to pick a couple of things uh, apart or, or or expand on them. So I definitely feel you with like the dogmatic science shit, and if you follow that, you know, without balancing it out with other aspects, like uh, it does get. It, it does become dogmatic, and that, that's not the and it only solves a certain set of issues. So, like science without any empathy or ethics, just it becomes eugenics. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. well scientific, and you're the strongest, and you and you can rob certain parts of what we consider human, you know, humanity or ethical. Um, if you go look at it just in the scientific realm, so I agree with you there. the 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 idea that looking around and you see something wrong. Like, I definitely remember that. And I definitely remember connecting with a lot of people, um, you know, especially as a teenager, that, yeah, you kind of just get the sense that why are things like this? Things don't necessarily have to be that way. And for me, the the biggest way or the, the, the watershed moment where you're like, oh, okay, now I get it, is when you try to do some shit and deal with people yeah, <laughs> and herd yeah. people together. And then you start to realize it's like, fuck, I either have to be an authoritarian and like threaten them with violence or I have to incentivize them based upon their greed. It's next to it, it's idyllic and it's wonderful and it's a great concept to think about and to strive for. But when you actually try to get it to manifest is very frustrating when you say, OK, everybody, let's not out of obligation uh, because, you know, there's some sort of uh, leverage I have over you, whether by violence or whether by, you know, a uh, monetary penalty. Uh, I have nothing over you to force you to want to do this, but let's all just do this because we know it's the right thing. You know what I'm saying? And when you try to make that happen and you see how difficult it is to get people to go in that direction, you kind of start to understand it's like, okay, this is why on a mass scale you have to manipulate people. You have to deceive people. You have to threaten people. And it's fucked up and it's ugly. But just think about how many dysfunctional households there are. And you can't get, you know, three to six people in a house to come to terms with how to be healthy and productive and helpful and kind and empathetic and cooperative on that level. And now you expand that out to 350 million or a billion and a half. You know what I'm saying? What... What kind of system without personal transformation and evolution That's within that right person there. can you ever have? So so my whole thing is these things are just like um, stewards of humanity because humanity is not ready for anything enlightened. So governments and rulers and corporations and economic systems, that's what you get when you have a bunch of people pretty much operating on a bestial level that need these kinds of, of motivations and, and buffers to kind of bottleneck their decision-making and the threats, you know what I'm saying? Well, if you don't get up and you don't go to work this job you hate, you're going to be broke. And, you know, if you live in a broke neighborhood, someone is going to break into your house and pistol whip you and take all your PlayStation games. Like, so I'm going to get up and go to my job tomorrow, but I don't really want to. But we all kind of feel that pressure because that's, that's where humanity's at. So I think it's like daydreaming and um, and envisioning a higher degree of what humanity could be versus I live in the world now 
what do I do with these people while I'm here? Like, how do I engage reality as it is? And I think that there is a balance that you strike in accepting the world for what it is, but not completely throwing away what you know the world should be, even if people aren't ready for it. And I think that that's where that uh, spiritual or conscious evolution you were talking about comes in, is there's been people, you know, throughout the ages that have come along and it's like they arrived at a time machines and they're providing people with some shit that they're just not ready for. Like, oh, that's a great idea. Let's just murder this guy. Like, you're giving yeah, us some right. shit we're just not ready for. And and maybe in a couple thousand years, people will be able to process it. But right now, nah, we're just not ready for that shit. Sorry. Come back and try again later, and we'll see how it goes. Well, first of all, it's really good to know what you're afraid of. You're afraid to get pistol whipped and have all your PlayStation games stolen. <laughs> so it's good to know where where your priorities lie. I, like, sure, I just want to be as transparent as possible. He's like, as long as you don't steal my Madden and roll up in here with a gun, we're good. You do whatever you want to do. <laughs> no, no. Dude, that's all. Yo, I agree with everything you said. I mean, we're saying the same thing. I think the difference is when, when, it, when we focus a little bit on, and, and hopefully I'm not, I don't mean to cut anybody off, Don, I'm sure you have something to say, but I'll just say something short is like, that it's all you're right it's all about what we focus on right so if we focus on the fact that for this long people have been this hard to move then that's kind of where we're putting our energy right and that's why to sound corny like hope is so important or to change our brain chemistry to not think about the things we don't want and think about the things we do want because that's really what the system has taught us from the time we were young was fear it's like Yo, you don't go to your job, your PlayStation games, you can't afford your PlayStation games, you can't be happy. And, and that is by definition saying, yo, here's this outcome that if you don't do this, this, and this is negative, right? But if, if we start to, to, to shift to, okay, you know, on a day-to-day, and, and it is individual, bro. I'm, I, that's the thing. That was the, one of the illest things you said is like, you have to, words are cheap, bro. Everybody's been talking it. There's been the Martin Luther Kings, which were amazing, and Malcolm. And it's all already been said between Jesus and Mary, Mary, uh, Mother Mary, whoever. It's all been said. Talk is a little bit cheap now. It's like, show me the money. Like, when I see someone, dude, that's happy, that's not really living in the matrix, if you want to call it. Like, I know people yeah. who are super fucking paid making avocado oil for like lotions and shit and they live on farms and they're just not attached to consumerism and they're they're really happy and they they're 70 years old and they look like they're 30 that's the way you have to model it at this point talk is cheap media has fucked everything up it's all a big magic trick so we have to live it out right and don's a great example of someone who has been actively living out the model for a new way to live you know, he's got a little sustainable bubble where he's at. His kids are fantastic. They've been homeschooled. They're all centered. Him and his wife have this super strong relationship. They're artistic every day. And when you talk to him, 99.8% of the time, this fool's pretty fucking chipper, right? He's pretty <laughs> chipper. And well, what does that mean? It means that he's not, he's not, he's put down the monopoly money, right? You can't just play the game different. You got to stop playing the game altogether in yeah, a way sure. and redefine the game. We all yeah. know it's Monopoly money, bro. It's fake. It's fake. And, and, the and, way and that they've been doing this so is not Ill. real. 
but that's what's so ill about the internet and now, you know, the way social media operates. Because, like you were talking about being like a matrix or kind of like a prison bottleneck in your decisions or your ambitions or your bars, thoughts of what bars, the parameters are. Right, right. But the parameters of what's possible. You know, what do you want to right. be when you grow up? You're going to say something that has already been modeled for you, right? It's right. not like an open-ended right. question. It's right. what I'm really saying is out of all these cards, which one are you going to pick? So the the ill thing about the way that they've done that with our physical energy and our resources and our time and our priorities and just think about how social media has done that with our thoughts. Yes. Like now our thoughts <laughs> are in that realm. That's why I get so kind of off put and I had to check out because I don't have the I don't have the emotional maturity to engage in that shit whatsoever. You know, like it's it and it's it's such an emotional drain. And it's and it's constantly being bombarded with ultimatums and negativity and and, and you know and, and there's probably other pockets out there, but in general, like Twitter and Facebook, and now you start to figure like, okay, now I'm starting to model all of this shit that I don't like, but mm. I'm surrounded by it. But it's like, but this is the game, and this is how people talk to each other. It's like, you know what? I just don't want to even engage. There's nothing that's that valuable. I'm not that narcissistic that I feel like I have to have this avatar to be known in this world. I, I just don't give a fuck. I'm gonna. And that's a power move. Though. That's a power move. Yeah. Immediately happier. Of like course. within 24 hours, I'm like, it's almost <laughs> yo, like coming real, out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real quick, real quick, and then I'm gonna let it, let Don speak. Is that that's a metaphor? for letting go of the physical idea of who you think you are. Like, sure. you said it, Avatar. Like, stop identifying as the little Dan and figure out what is the overall consciousness trying to say through you, right? And if that's where you focus your energy on, we all can step in and say these really powerful things that looks like we came out of a time machine because we technically have. We're not just identifying with the thumbnail, which is the third dimension. There's a right. whole larger body connected to this little nail we sit there and look at it oh my god the nail is so dope but there's all this other shit there's a whole body connected to that that is right now being proven in like cutting edge physics that there's eight dimensions and the third dimension is just a shadow of higher dimensions like when you see your two-dimensional shadow of your hand on a piece of paper from the sun you know what i'm saying that's what spirituality a lot of what's happening right now is like yo it's so much bigger than this little mud pie everybody's warring over and trying to destroy each other over. And that's connected to physical health and all that. But that's all I'll say. I know Don's probably got a whole clip full of dope shit right uh -huh, now. Dude, I'm just listening. <laughs> I'm just listening. I mean, a lot of the, sh the, the shit that we did that you were mentioning, at the time, it wasn't even that deliberate. It was just decisions, decisions that we made at, in the moment, and we carried them out. And over time, we started to pull away from shit that wasn't feeding into the overall energy and vibration that we wanted to maintain. And it was like, I had no idea. It took for other people to tell me like, Oh, you seem, you seem happier than most people. Cause you don't watch the news <laughs> type shit. Like, right, once, right. like I tell them, I was like, Oh, I don't watch that. I don't, I'm not really into it. And they're like, yeah, I, I can totally tell. And from, it's hard to see yourself from the outside. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, it, to me, it was just how we're maintaining. But people definitely seem to respond to it and comment about it. And I'm just trying to stay as 
focused and positive as possible, especially once I actually realized that making that decision has real world effect and influence on your life. Not just like, Oh, I decided to feel better and I felt better. Like, no, it's a measurable mm. biological change that happens. And you can, yeah. You can put yourself in a state of mind that promotes healing and promote like, once I once I started to see that shit on paper, because I'm just that type of person. I'm one of those people that needs uh, science to step up and talk about how they're bridging the gap between science and spirituality. Like, so I need to see that data. That shit helps me. You For know, sure. Now, and I've seen enough of it now to where I can understand the framework of other things that science hasn't yet completely right. embraced. Right, so I right, start right. to see the frameworks earlier now than I would have seen before. But before I was like, I need the evidence. But once I started to actually see the evidence that that basically co-signed shit that was scribed on walls 4,000 years ago, <laughs> and now the science is like, oh, well, actually, that's kind of true. It's like, oh, okay. So we can see the merge happening, and I can see where it's really a practical, real-world investment. It's not just like that term woo makes me laugh so much these days. Because every minute of the day, shit's coming off the woo shelf and getting on the science, reality, quantum physics shelf. That's what it does, right? Right, I mean, right. Yo, yo. So to even call yeah. anything woo at this point is getting kind of silly if you understood how fast that shelf is getting empty. Well, also in the question, first of all, this is the W-O-O-T-A-N-G podcast, Wu-Tang, right? That's fucking dope. <laughs> but I mean, also, I, here's a question that, that, that I thought of, and, and it leads back to the cave writings. How does... Aristotle, you're a Plato sitting in a cave. How does he understand archetypes, you know, 4,000 years ago, some shit Carl Jung, you know, really cemented in the, in the late 1800s, early 1900s to, you know, lots of years removed. Do you ever look back? And there was, I forget what documentary it was, like a Rolling Stone documentary. One of the guys said, you know, your life feels chaotic. And then when you get old enough, you look back and it looks like a finely craft narrative, right? And I know that's how I feel. I've been making all these wild ass decisions, but all these synchronicities and things happen where I look back and this shit looks like somebody wrote it. There's like, right. you know, there's triumph. There's the Phoenix rising from the ashes. There's the whatever. Right. I'm like, right. damn, this shit looks like Homer's Odyssey. How did my right. life turn out like this? So my question would be, as you've looked back and, and I don't mean this in some Christian none of that religious shit. Do you feel like you've been led in some kind of way? And that could be by your higher self. That could be by consciousness. That could be yeah, by the yeah. vibration of the universe or resonance. Do you feel like it's been led to lead you here? Yeah, uh, I, absolutely. And that's in, in for, for a person like me and the amount of skepticism that I still have left in me, you know, and, and, and the whole path that I took to get here is crazy to even say that. But I'm at the point right now where I have to look at the way everything laid out in my life and understand that either it was just the most fortunate series of events like it just happened to be that way but there's some shit that happened in my life that's undeniably like right. you know cosmic hand coming down from the sky and, and and influencing reality right in front of me there's some shit that i can't deny and i understand that that's my personal experience i would never try to convince anybody else that it was a cosmic hand coming out of the sky but from inside my own headset looking at my own experience it was 100 percent that and it's and it's un i can't deny it i can't deny well, it and, that, and it happened multiple times and doesn't that also speak to how a dude like aristotle had access to some sort of information that right. is more empirically true 
that there's a, the, the Akashic records, whatever the fuck you want to call it, right? The, the consciousness that is the energy that created all of this shit is accessible through forms of meditation or through plants or through breathing really heavy in some ice with a fucking crazy Icelandic dude, Wim Hof, or, you know, whatever. It, are these states of being, really? And that's what we're talking about now, right? The new currency is states of being. We're learning that your state of being, the way you feel, is the real riches, right? That resonance of how I feel right now. I don't have right, the Tesla right. yet. I don't have the Tesla. Say I really want a Tesla for whatever reason. If I go to my little Prius, my 2011 Prius with 120,000 miles on it and the bumper's hanging off, but if I see it as a Tesla, can I manifest that because it's available, you know, whether that's a multiple timeline or whatever. But we are getting pretty woo. I know we got no, to let Dan, no, Dan, 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 you got to let us know what's on the news right now. Oh, no. It's, just, it's death and destruction. Bro, it is. Everybody a, hates each other. Yeah. 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 You can't, nobody can deny that it has to be some type of evolutionary benefit to be able to imagine a future state of being and get a real biological. Uh, a, a real hormonal response in your actual physical body. Like, right, so right. I would, somebody would have to explain to me how that benefits the human consciousness evolutionarily. Like if it's just there, is it there for nothing? How are we able to see ourselves in that Tesla and, and sit down and meditate about it and, and what it's going to feel like, what it's going to smell like, how I'm going to feel driving it around. And you can put yourself in, in a real physical state of measurable euphoria from imagining mm. what it's going to be like when you're when your shit finally lands when you get your windfall right so how does that help you how does that help you to be able to envision it to that degree and, and get a real hormonal response from it like is this one thing to just use your imagination and say oh disney world is probably cool but when your heart starts beating faster and your palms get sweaty and like you get a real physical reaction from it what's the evolutionary benefit of that and why is that there mm. Now, it's a good question to ask. Why do placebo effects work? Right. Why does a right. placebo work on a human? Like, that's that's an astronomical question. And we just, not we, but a lot of people just bypass that information. I, to me, I think that's some, that's some break the matrix shit. The fact that you can be sick and a doctor can give you a pill that's not medicine and tell you that you got medicine and you can actually re in real life get better. That that should be stop the press. We all need to talk about this. But instead, it's just this this thing that we know and we keep stored and filed in the back of our head. But why does that shit work? Yeah, that's that's I mean, an amazing. That's a huge fucking question for me. It is. Me too. Me too. Well, I mean, just think about when you have a dream that you're flying, right? Or a dream that you're falling, right? Like, how does your brain recreate that sensation so that you can wake up like that? It's terrified. Amazing. It's amazing. Mm. It, doesn't, it almost doesn't make sense if you pull away the woo, right? If you pull all the woo away, it doesn't make any sense. It's goofy. Well, because Why? we're we're not there. I mean, you know, an evolution is a, is definitely a ping pong match, right? I mean, especially the way that we experience it here, it is very binary, right? It's like back and forth, back and forth, and that's what we're talking about. We went from overarching religious oppression, right? Uh, you know, Martin Luther coming in and slapping the Reformation up was a, was a like revolutionary act against the church who were hiding it, making people read it in Latin and keeping it secret. 
that always happens. There's always a, a polarity. That's the law of the universe as far as we can see it here is everything is vibration, everything is oscillating, everything is kind of wafting and woofing back and forth. That's the way we experience this. But what, what the ancient wisdom traditions all across the board, if there's different language, there's different archetypes, is how to become the witness to said ping pong match, right? So you're the nucleus to watch the atom and the proton rotate around you, right? It's, it's how do we sit and, and instead of being scared, be sacred and breathe. That's why meditation is so powerful because we're not attaching ourselves to an outcome. We're not attaching ourselves. And there's all kinds of teaching methods out there that are explaining kind of what the body is. And then you move up into the mind and then you move up into spirit and you move up into higher consciousness that go up by, kind of by dimension. They're explaining it dimensionally. It's like, we have to admit that we don't know, right? And science does that for sure. That's kind of what science is built on. We're not gonna talk to you about what we don't know super powerful, super necessary, but also guess what else was super powerful and super necessary? The previous level of evolution, which was sacred texts and religion, but we love to burn the bridge. It's time to integrate all of this because it's all inside of us. We have to look at it as a whole. It's not one or the other, it's a whole. Right. Everything yeah. from primal desires to survive, to thinking that kings are good because there's that energy's real as well. We need a king right now. Why do you think his name was Martin Luther King? We could really use a fucking king right now. You know, we could use a leader right now. But because we've divorced ourselves from the idea that a singular male leader, oh my God, revolutionary, let me push away from saying men might have something to offer to the conversation. Disavow. Disavow. You know, Disavow. it's like we need <laughs> we need a strong ass man right now. But that's guess who's on this call? A bunch of strong ass men. We just have to go about it and, and present these archetypes with the whole. The reason it gets lost in translation is because if it becomes pathological, whether it's sacred or not, it loses its overall value because everyone at the end of the day, period, point blank, from the murderer to the, the Mother Teresa, they're all just evolving. They're all yeah. just evolving. They're all just rotating and trying to become the best version of themselves. Some people fail miserably, but we have to look at it as a single thing. And that's where hermetics and these ancient teachings from Kemet way, way back, bro. These are old ideas about how everything is connected. Everything is scalable, you know, from Eric Garner and George Floyd can't breathe. Neither can the rainforest. It's all connected. It's all the same conversation. And the sooner we can look at it in that way, we can evolve in a more kind of upper echelon way and, and, and hopefully start to see some of this shit as a blessing. If more people were looking at this as a blessing and stop ringing the fucking alarm and like the economy this and the economy that, we'd realize that this is being, this is a blessing, bro. I hate that people are dying. I hate that people are losing their homes, but we're being forced to go inside because we realize the only way out is in anyways. Right. Yeah, it's a fact. I mean, I think a lot of people are running into it because the destination is all the same. No matter what route you take to get there, you might take the long way, the scenic route, whatever. But the destination is the same. I think uh, human evolution, spiritual evolution, there's not even a debate at this point that we need to stop banging rocks together and throwing fucking Molotov cocktails at each other and shit across across the world. I don't even think that's uh, worth debating at this point we just need to be as far as as far as i'm concerned anyway we just need to be being the example 
of the future that we want to exist in. And yeah. like you said about uh, about men having a, a role to play, I think we have to work right now to redefine what masculinity even is. All day, all day. All like day, that's, that's really the work right now is we have to redefine that shit. It's like coming out with a swastika and being like, no, it doesn't mean what you think it means. People go be like, yo, get that shit out of here. Like, and that, that's, that's the idea 100%. that masculinity holds right now for 100%. a lot of people. And we can't even front. Because a lot of us stood by and let it become that and celebrated that shit for a long time. And, and one of the biggest uh, revelations and how hilarious it was, the hypocrisy, was this whole Cardi B shit that just happened recently. Like People who've been listening to hip-hop their entire lives, people who was who had a big-ass smile on their face when they heard Shake Your Ass and Show Me What You're Working With, those people saw that video and got angry about it. Now, I'm not the only one that heard the banjo this time, right? No, there's definitely some music. There was definitely okay, some, okay, okay. Some, some key tickling. I haven't even heard it. I haven't even heard it, bro. Because I, I literally, I try not to consume any. I'm, I'm off a lot of that shit. So I know it's called WAP, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know I, a I lot about it. it. Fill me in. Dude, Fill I watched it on purpose. I watched it on purpose because. I saw people getting angry about it. I saw people calling, you know, the rappers, uh, female rappers are whores these days and blah, blah, blah. I was like, let me see what they're talking about. So I watched it. And yeah, the song's called WAP. W-A-P stands for wet ass pussy. And uh, they just celebrating their boxes. And they talk about how they get people to pay for shit and buy them things and (laughs) buy them cards. Cars Q Akinelli, put it in your mouth. Right, like, right, what's right. the difference? That's what's the, the difference. Point? The difference is the people who we've been watching be victims in, of male sexuality for all these years, they removed the men, made themselves, they switched the power dynamic and, and made themselves the ones in control, and dudes got angry. Is that a keyboard playing, bro? My bad. I'm just installing all these uh, all these oh. native instrument plugins right now. My bad, bro. I was like, I yo, what no, is this? dude. <laughs> I thought bad, I thought bad. my girl snuck like a gummy or some shit in my food. I thought <laughs> I was bad, like bad, super fucked up. My I'm bad, like, guys, my bad. No, no, it's all good. But I, I started shit, talking yeah. and then I started like hearing a band. I'm like, can I only hear that? Did I hear that in my head? <laughs> is that real? I'm re I'm reworking the. I'm reworking the WAP frequency real quick. My bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That shit is awesome, bro. Like, I, I, I had no problem with it. I mean, it's random, you know, uh, sexual music. They're, they're half naked, the whole video. They're talking about put shit down my throat and all of that. And I'm just like, yo, let them do their thing, bro. Especially within the context of hip-hop. It's not like we haven't heard this kind of shit before. But that's the issue is that too many males are willing to be hypocrites and not enough are willing to call them out on it and just work to reshape this shit because we i think a lot of dudes feel like they giving up their birthright by stepping mm, away mm. It, it, something that they think they're owed i hear so mm. many dudes talk about women submitting to them and shit like that and it's like on the real to real i i just i don't understand it personally i don't understand it especially when you're talking about meeting a person like a new person you 30 something years old you meet some woman and you think her whole life led her to the place where now she needs to submit to you because you i mean how did you earn it did you prove that 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 you're a person who should be submitted to it's just a, it's a huge conversation and dudes think it's just supposed to be like that and they don't think they have to do anything to you know what i mean to to earn 
the fact that they require Here, here's, the here's the here's the wild part, man, is that really what's offending people is the energy that they feel inside themselves. Yep. So like they're offended by their own reflection. That's great art. Like if, if art makes you offended, that means it's holding up a mirror to you, right? And so seeing a woman celebrate her body and be like, I'm gonna fuck whoever I wanna fuck, that's been the man's role, especially the past, you know, three, five, maybe even a thousand years. You know, the king could fuck whoever he wanted, but the 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 queen had to stay in the chamber with her little corset on and just play play by the rules, right? And so yeah. If you're upset at that, you have to admit that you're upset at the mistakes your ancestors made. And when you get into a lot of the plant medicines, that's what you're really doing is you're transmuting a lot of these people who have passed over. And this is going to get a little Wu-Tang Clan real quick. But like, you know, there's energies that have passed over that are still conscious, that are still aware because they're trapped in their own decisions. Right. That's the idea of purgatory. They're they're basically like, yo, they see it from a different perspective. So, you know, if you if you put a Coke can down in the middle of the room and we all sat in a circle, we're all going to see the Coke can from a different direction because we are all having a dimensionality connection to said object from a different point in space. That's all it is. Right. So you imagine you cross over, you can see this stuff from a different perspective. Imagine crossing over and be like, damn, I was super polarized. I was super heavy on this side. And I wasn't being holistic about the way I approach things. People are experiencing that and going, yo, that's so offensive, right? But you listen to Biggie talk about killing kids and throwing them off of bridges, but you were rocking the fuck out of no, that no, song. No, 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 but but he had someone fuck them in the ass first. That's what I'm saying, <laughs> right? Like, he didn't just kill them and throw shit. them off the bridge. That would hey, be pretty tame. Bro, yeah, and it's so acceptable. How- and wet ass acceptable. pussy. A wet ass pussy sounds way better than that to me. <laughs> right, <Yeah>. right. <laughs> this is Un- the best option we've been offered Yo, so far. Versus sodomy, <laughs> sodomy without consent and then murder and then being thrown off a bridge. Give me that wop, bro. Give me the wop. Put it yeah. on my face. I'd all rather have that all over my body, bro. Oh, I don't want man. no dead kids anywhere near me. Right. You know, right. like, Jesus Christ. And also, and we we're kidnapped, this- too. I mean, hold on. Just because every part of that line. The whole Every thing. part of it is heinous. There's the not one thing. noun or adjective that's a part of that that's just not horrific. <laughs> how so did you bad. know he liked to kidnap kids? Yeah, how did All Biggie right. interview? Okay. That's a felony. How did All Biggie right. identify? How did, how, did, how did Biggie identify the guy who was going to do all these things? What did he call him? He called Epstein. him my nigga. <laughs> that's what right, he said. Don't dude. you know my nigga got to kidnap kids? That's your homie? Right. That, that's, right. Your man. that's your man's. That's your man. Hey, look at the poetry in that though. That's your man. Ain't yeah. no, he didn't say my homegirl fucking kidnapped him and no. threw him off bridges. No. No, that right. was your man. Yeah. And you identified him as that. You're not embarrassed. You don't think everybody else in the room is the, you, like the music is not going to screech to a halt. Hey, hold, no, hold on. Is... Yo, real quick. Hold on. Lord Jamar is at my door. I got to have a conversation with Lord Jamar. Oh, He's here. Oh, He's Lord. got shit to say. <laughs> yeah, Lord Gerard's gonna come in. He's he probably he's, mad. He's, he's upset mad. right now, bro. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, t- I'm telling you, bro. It's bad. It's bad. A lot of people got a lot of issues, and they probably shouldn't, especially with what we've accepted over the years. DMX said he fucked dead bodies. I mean, if we don't draw a line at necrophilia in hip-hop, nobody really should have anything to say, to be, to be Again. 100% real. Again, wet-ass pussy, dead body. Not yeah. no competition. Yeah, I mean, yeah. a wet ass right, violence versus. I, I I think I mean I'll probably speak for the 
the constituency of people that weren't thrilled about it. Like you definitely pointed out to me uh, the hypocrisy uh, in in hating on it. Like to just to hate on it as if there's as if it's owed like something sacred. If you're evaluating, you know, on any kind of metric that you've decided on of whether the thing is going to be good or bad or acceptable or not acceptable. Yes. When you break it down like that, it's, it's really hard to defend um, uh, casting that away versus the body of work that already exists. It's hard to make that argument. But I do feel kind of resentful that hip hop has become strip hop. I do. Like, I feel like the, the quality of the music has suffered. And I'll give it to Cardi B. Like, she has. She's gotten better. Like, she's definitely has a work ethic. Like, she's been practicing. You know what I mean? Like, if you listen to when she first came out, I mean, to hear her with Megan Thee Stallion, like, it's clear, like, she was a stripper and a personality first and a rap, you know, and an MC second. You know, the right, team right, got right. behind her and was like, yo, we could really make something out of you. And good for them. I mean, somebody had the business uh, foresight to say, you know, you're a personality that we can make a star out of. And there's nothing guaranteed. There's a lot of people that came along and they put out a song and it didn't go nowhere, you know, and she's become super relevant, you know, and, and I heard, and there was definitely outrage. I didn't see any online cause I'm not online, but yo, Ben Shapiro lost his mind about oh, it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Owen, uh, <laughs> Troyer, Owen Troyer, I think the dude's name is, he yeah. lost his mind about it. It's like they're turning all of our daughters into whores. How oh my though? God. Ben Shapiro don't even believe pussy gets wet. <laughs> like yeah, you're like supposed that, to that get was, an Indian burn, right? You yeah, get an Indian burn, attitude. and then a baby comes. That was that was his attitude because he 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 all of a sudden, as smart as he is, he doesn't understand uh, hyperbole and literary development. No, but he right, has a right, 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 right. set of rules when he's talking about... And this is why... Look, man, I can pick apart everybody. Everybody has... A, he's very on point with a lot of his analysis. Whenever he starts talking about hip-hop, you're so far removed from being honest in in in, in um, addressing like any of its merits. Like, you just want to hate. You know what I'm saying? That you can't see the, the artistic validity in any of it. He just hates on all hip hop. Whenever I hear him do a critique, it always kind of makes me cringe. Yeah, yeah. Hip-hop but I mean, it's coming is. from the same. I mean, it's coming from the same place, right? Like the the heaviest critic of you know you're your worst critic, right? So it's something that I've been really working with lately is letting go of of people's narratives about me that I don't have of myself. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a really hard thing to get through. Is that I spent a lot of my years knowing just kind of intrinsically or intuitively knowing what someone might have to say about me because I can look at the lay of the land and I can read the cards and be like oh so and so thinks this so and so thinks that but like what you what you realize at the end of the day is like your the reason you're your worst critic is because you can see on a subconscious level your own shadow in a way no one else can you know but you don't yeah. you, you don't have it on a conscious level so what he's doing is being like However, he was raised. He's just really kind of showing his cards of like, I don't think women should be able to overpower me sexually. Right. Right. Because, <laughs> because it makes me realize, here's the deal. You want me to lay it out for you? Women will devour you sexually. They can Absolutely. come 30 fucking times and I'll come three times and have to have a loading screen come out while I take a bath. 
Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, bro, yeah. I get three off. I'm like, oh, oh, give me like a week on this. I need some electrolytes. And they're ready to keep going because right. a woman's sexuality by nature is receiving. It's an open portal. All we have is to give. And you can only give so much. Right. Women can take, bro. They, they, they receive. That's their function. Physically, spiritually, they receive. They are the receiver. And so... Here's the deal. Women will always outfuck you. Always. They're nice. They're nice about it. Oh, you really rock that, daddy. And that's all that bullshit ass, alpha ass, big dick energy. Just because you got a big dick and you made her cervix hurt doesn't mean she enjoyed herself. <laughs> Sorry to break it to you, bruh. But you're the only one that gives a fuck about how big your dick is. Really? Unless the woman has been patho pathologized in a way that that's somehow how she fits into your narrative. Yeah. Because women yeah. orgasm by touch. Women orgasm by whispers. If you get really good at it, you can make them come in all kinds of ways. That's right. what Tantra is, bro. Tantra is not about penetration. You know, and that's ancient technology. And so wet-ass pussy sounds pretty good to me. Now, look, I am also not polarizing it to say that hypersexuality is, is necessarily the wave. But to call it out, when you support it in your own narrative is the issue to understand what it is and be like hypersexuality being returned to me the way I gave it out. How do I transform this by not judging, by showing compassion, by understanding and holding space for said energy without volleying it back with the same spike? You know what I'm saying? That's thermodynamics. Mm -hmm. Energy doesn't die. It only changes form. Men are being asked right now to change the form of the energy they put into the world be, via women. So women are just giving you back that same bullshit you gave them. So if you, don't, if you want to break the loop, sit quietly and observe. Right. And, and, and another hypocrisy, too, just so, on some hip-hop shit. Like, you don't literally believe J. Rue swam through a sea of razor blades and didn't get cut. Like, do we really <laughs> believe that they're I mean, taking you know, all... That these two women... Right, one of whom I know one is definitely married. Right, you think Offset is like, no, 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 yeah, run through all of those dudes. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. Fuck them all. It's cool. Right, you got to live up to the truth of your song. It's just some braggadocious shit. And instead of, hey, I'm gonna brag about, you know, what I'm saying how many people I murdered when you didn't murder anybody. You know, it's understood. Hey, it's just on some hip hop shit, and I'm making a song. And instead of being like, on oh, the ones and twos, the host with the most, eh, eh, I'm going to apply that braggadocious energy to, pussy. to some violent shit right. And they flipped it on some pussy shit. And everybody's like, oh, my God. So, I mean, it, it's true. It, it's, it's, on, it's indefensible. It's indefensible hypocrisy to hate on it, it, it when there's so many other things where it's clearly just over-the-top braggadocious Dan, shit. To your point, you're not wrong, though. You're not wrong that... There is a vibration in that that isn't progressive to us as a culture and as a human, you know, like, yo, having a safe place to enact these with a partner. I believe in divine union, bro, period. Like, I'm not here to tell you your little poly shit or you want to fuck all these bitches. Like, have fun. Holler at me when you grow up a little bit and realize you need somewhere to feel safe. But that takes a lot of work, you know. But I, here's the thing, holding space for it like you would for someone you love. Because Cardi B is just a version or an echo of you at the end of the day. She's just another human being who's evolving at the rate that seems the most appropriate for her. 
So if we can find a space to love her in that and be and appreciate it, it won't return the same way. But if we polarize it, like of Shapiro or like whoever the fuck is upset about it, it's like you're gonna get it back. You're gonna get it back the same way you put it out, man. That's really a law. It's a law of the universe, man. Yeah. You know, it's thermodynamics. It's science. It really is, bro. It doesn't change until you decide to change it. But it's also a barometer. It t- it tells us where we're at. Yep. Because right now, if you say or do anything, there's like five or six people in the KKK all across the nation. It's not. <laughs> its roles are not. They're just heavy. called the K now. They're not right. even the KKK. <laughs> right. They don't have enough K. members. Right. Yeah. They don't have enough members to be the KKK. But if you say anything that remotely puts you in that realm where people can look at you like, mm, are you kind of on that side of shit? Like in any kind of level, you're completely ostracized, whether it's sincere or not. But if you could put out a song about wet ass pussy and it'd be a top seller and everybody's talking about it and everybody's into it, it's a barometer for culture. The right. shit. So for as much shit as we talk, it's just like people buying the shit food with all the red dyes and da 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 because the capitalist is always going to say look you don't get it politically you don't get it ethically like you don't get it necessarily in terms of justice right but in america at least when it comes to art and uh products everybody gets what the fuck they want you want it if the red dye shitty ass food that's killing you wasn't delicious to the majority of the fucking culture. If people could just stop eating it, they can't stop eating it. They fucking love it. So whatever, she's a millionaire and she's selling millions of records and she's getting millions of views. So no matter what you think about uh, Cardi B or the song that she created, she created the right song for this culture. So that's just the shit that we're on. That's where our head is at. Because it wouldn't resonate with so many people and it wouldn't be so popular Unless the, unless the consumer base was saying, yes, that's the shit that we want. And the day that people are like, yo, I fucking want broccoli. I want fucking, <laughs> I want fucking uh, Brussels sprouts right. and cabbage. And I, I want that shit. You know, then that's the shit that you're going to see. That's, there'll be some dude in a little truck, like on the side of the road, and he'll be giving out cabbage sticks. You know, like, <laughs> hey, when everybody's health conscious and they want to live and, longer and, and they want to take better care of themselves. Yeah. Instead of magic stick, it's the cabbage stick. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll be the song. He'll go around like the ice cream man. Dun, 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 dun. It's the and cabbage stick. And everyone's and like, oh, that's the, the background. It's the cabbage stick man. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta attack the demand before you, I mean, the, the, mm. the demand before you attack the supply. So if you got a mm. problem, anything that's out here for people's consumption, you have to deal with the demand. You can't tell a supplier that they're wrong because if they were wrong, their business would dry up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What as I long mean, as they selling yeah. and making money, you have to deal with the demand. Because if people want it and you don't think people should want it, that's where you have to go. So if Cardi B makes a video <laughs> talking about selling buzzy and you think that's terrible, you need to find all the people who figure out why. Because that's just a symptom. Like you said, Listen, it's just... And I, and I guarantee you we could find a song about some chick rapping about being a great mom. Of course, but they're not listening. Right, they're not listening. Times like I read to my my son every night before he goes to sleep. Here's the wild part, man. Is like magic, if you will, is really about putting the 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 medicine in the candy. So we're having this conversation. We're not the only one having this conversation because by approaching this subject the way in which she did, it creates dialogue between 
Ben Shapiro or whoever the else, right? Like, so she's actually bringing attention to a level of consciousness that we need to discuss. Yeah. And that's magic, bro. Knowing oh, where yeah. in which to enter, knowing where in which to enter with esotericism, because whether we realize it or not, everything's esoteric, but that song is too. The understanding that the Yoni, the portal to life, is a place we should be having a conversation about is important, right? It's important. And so that's magic, bro. She's, she's doing, and that's what supply is about. And that's why I don't inherently hate capitalism. I don't. It's just about, for me anyways, trying to adjust the way in which I interact with it because I want to interact with it in a way that feels more holistic yeah. to me and, and matters to me. You know what I'm saying? And it does allow you to do that. So I'm not here to tear it down, but what I am saying is we also can't just lift it up. You know, it's a right. system. It's, it's, a, it's a canvas in which we paint on. What are we painting on it? You know what I'm saying? She's painting wet-ass pussy. That's better than kids getting anally raped on a bridge. Let's just be real. It's, it, it's uh, objectively, better. Objectively, objectively better. It's not, even, it's not even a debate. All right, so we're progressing, right? Like, congratulations, bro. Cue the fucking balloons, bro. We made progress. Oh, shit. So basically, right now, Cardi B is better than Biggie. Right? Like, it, it, at, not more, maybe yes. not lyrically, but morally. Morally. <laughs> yes. She, she's a stripper that robbed a couple of clients, but she's never taken credit for handing over children to a psychopath to be, to be that's going to sodomize them and throw them off of a bridge. <laughs> In no universe is Biggie a better human being than Cardi B if we're going just off lyric. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, but but what a what a wonderful place to be because really what we're all being called to is to a understanding of the feminine, man. Let's be real. Let's be real. We have to understand feminine energy better. We have to understand what it means to be a man and exhibit that. And I have had to do that for my son in a lot of ways. His mom had a tough childhood and wasn't emotionally available in certain ways. So I had to show up emotionally like a mom would and it's taught me so much about how to be a man right i love pussy i love women i'm not you know that's my thing but i am I'm, i identify almost as like a lesbian in a man's body because i have a <laughs> lot of motherly tendencies bro i've always right. been nurturing i've always been but that's not to say i'm ahead of the curve or i'm the man or none of that but men are being called to understand that energy <clears throat> within themselves yeah. And a song like Wet Ass Pussy is broaching that subject with motherfuckers who don't have any access to said energy. Oh, facts. Facts, because she did say she want her tuition paid. So that's going to cost you more than $40. You know what I'm saying? I yes. Think, I think dudes, uh, I think what we what we approaching is a time where we, we're going to have to really seriously consider erasing some of these designations that we have for yes. these energies right so yes we, we can't keep telling men that showing up for your kid emotionally is being like a mother don't be a bitch bro don't right. be a we, bitch you because took your kid we, we to can't deal with it cheese like what right yeah. dudes can't deal with it you can't keep telling him that that's motherly energy we got to redefine that we can't tell a mother that if she disciplines her kids she's taking the father's place or being like a dude right, right, that's not right. what it is yes. if if your daughter wants a fucking uh, a truck with some big ass wheels on it give her the truck and that's not that doesn't mean she wants to play like a boy right 
And if your son deals with something that you consider softer or he wants to play with it, let the kid play with the fucking doll. That doesn't mean he's going to be a girl or he's going to be gay and no shit like that. We got too much, uh, too, too much uh, dichotomy in how we designate this shit for people because we all have the capacity to be both. Be the nucleus, bro. Be right. the nucleus. Don't be the proton. Don't be, be the nucleus. Understand that it's all us. It's all right. us. When we're in the womb, Previous to gender being assigned, we're all in the middle. We're all That's in the right, middle, yeah. bro. Life yeah. is not gender. Life is not binary, man. You could look at that in systems from tadpoles and frogs to all kind of shit in nature to recognize that the way we polarize these energies are the way in which we learn. And that's the beautiful part. We're learning. That's the whole point of being here in the third dimension is to learn to shed, right? To leave the chrysalis and become a butterfly. Yes, call Hallmark, I coined it. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is. <laughs> we gotta ascend, bro. That's what's happening right now. We're ascending. And through all of these different things, whether it's some crazy ass stripper song about pussy, or it's a show about this, or it's a conversation that some homies have about that, or it's switching from eating fried French fries to eating sweet potatoes that you grilled, there is a change happening within our biology and within our consciousness that's calling us to a higher version of who we are right now. And that's evolution. It's not even spiritual. Fuck all of that. Like, we're evolving. Thank God, or thank, thank God for science, right? We're evolving. We're, we're growing. And we can have these kind of conversations together and realize that at the end of the day, and that's, this is the most esoteric shit but it's in all the wisdom traditions it's in all the texts all is one all is one whether it's the single point that the universe emerged from or it's the the singularity or whatever you want to call it we are all the same thing right the illusion of separateness all that is an illusion we are in a soup together and if we can hold that space and not get too attached to our single point in said space there's a lot of compassion and understanding to be had there. And that's what everybody needs from dietary to, you know, giving your dad a hug, even though he did this, this, and the third to you, or like calling your mom or, you know, saying what's up to that homeless dude on the corner and not just giving him the 50 cents and asking him what he really needs. You never know what he really needs, right? right. You don't know. You don't know because we have spent so much time individuating what we call reality that we've lost touch with what it really is. And it really is just a, a, a really a, a campfire man you know we're all sitting around it trying to see where the embers go right that's a fact and like you said it's, it's evolution and it's happening and is and is pat we're past the point of even debating about it because debating is still old paradigm that shit mm. is still matter trying to push mm. matter and hey. we're past that bro hey yes we're past that if the <laughs> if the atmosphere was gonna change from oxygen to fucking hydrogen within the next 30 years what is there to talk about? You either gonna adapt or you're not gonna be here. That's right. You're gonna evolve or you're gonna it's evolution or extinction, one or the that's other. It. That's and that's it. the point we're at right now. It's evolution or extinction. The people who refuse to evolve, you keep holding on to that old paradigm. That shit's gonna drag you off into the darkness. Period. Yeah. Period. And that yeah. and that makes it even better. That's actually a weight off a lot of people's shoulders because we don't have to be uh we don't have to be super well-read anymore. You don't have to keep all of these replies 
locked and loaded so you can destroy people in Facebook posts and shit like that. Like it's past that. It's about <laughs> when you, yo, when you have the library of Alexandria on your cell phone, why are you calling that woman fat? Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. This is where we are at the same time in, in at the same time in, in human existence. Right. We have computers that we carry around that are more powerful than the shit that it took to send people to space. They're more. I mean, just exponentially. If more you believe powerful. in that sort of thing. If you believe in that. Right. Of course. <laughs> right? So maybe nobody ever went to space. The Earth could be a flat. Uh, a, it could, it could be a, a flat. It's a disc. It's definitely a disc. Well, what it, what it actually is, it's a, a infinite plane that's a 3D projection. Is that the that's new, is, is that the next, is that the WAP? Right. Is that the right. red yeah, yeah, Exactly, that that's the WAP. That's what Earth, it's an infinite projection. So you can never find the end of it. And that's not a globe. It's an infinite plane. Mm. It goes mm. on forever. What's the difference? <laughs> the, the difference is on a, on a globe... You could you could probably I mean theoretically you could probably map like you could fly a fucking rope around the whole planet and touch it at both ends. You can't do that on an infinite plane. Has anybody ever done that though? Until they do that, I don't believe there's a difference. Right. Well, that's the point. Is that means it's an <laughs> infinite plane. <laughs> that's the whole point. Everything else is, is fucking disqualified at this point. <laughs> It has to be until they prove me wrong. And the only way you can prove me wrong is by flying the earth around, uh, flying a, a rope around the globe and tying it in a bow. All that right, is. we know what the next Double Helix project is, bro. You start where you're at, I'll start where I'm at. I'll be right. you in the middle, bro. Right. It, it, it's going to be an infinite plane. We'll be 80 years old, both holding our end of the rope. Like, I guess it is an infinite plane. Still moving. I guess so. Let's call it. Yeah, man. So this, yeah. This, wow. And people are going to have to, I mean, one way or the other, they're gonna have to deal with it, and if science, if science pulling shit off the woo shelf and quietly putting it on their own science shelf, if that doesn't tell you everything you need to know about our reality, then I think you you just dragging your feet at this point. Mm. Tell you everything you need to know. They're moving shit over, and they're not making announcements like "Holy shit, positive thinking actually changes your your brain chemistry, and it actually changes the way your brain is mapped and your whole neural pathways evolve because you decided to be uh, an optimist." Like, mm. wait a minute. So you telling me the shit like prayer and everything else, like all of this stuff has a physical effect on your body? Like, oh uh, yeah. So that basically cosigns shit that people have been saying for thousands of years right and then quantum physics pulls in some shit and says oh by the way uh, our world actually only exists when you're looking at it that's kind of what it what it's telling us but we'll be back and they close their door and they go back to do some more experiments and we're out here like wait what what did you did you just say that our world our reality only exists when we look at it and they're just disappeared off to go study some more shit and they leave us with that little tidbit of information mm. and it and it's so much, it's so much to deal with that we just put it down and call a woman fat on Facebook. Mm. How well, are we easier. at the same place? How are we, how are we, you know what I mean? How are we at the same place? How do we have all this shit and we're still like scrolling our phones doing high school shit, hating on people because shadow, they don't agree shadow. with politically? It's, it's and, shadow, it's shadow, man. It's, it's shadow. It's, it's shadow work. Shadow. Yeah, man. Crazy. Anyway, yeah, Crazy. it's wild. It's wild. Sorry to cut you off. All no, I wanted to I say it. was shadow because I had a cool way to roll the S. I was like, shadow. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's real shit, though. It's real shit, though. It's, it's amazing to me sometimes. And that's one of the reasons it's so easy for me to unplug from shit is because this shit is like, 
is so juvenile to me, just spiritually juvenile. The type of shit that I see yeah. grown adults taking part in. And if you allude to the fact that you see it that way, or if you or that this this is how you're receiving it, you any type of way, right? You, you think you better? Oh, you fancy? Oh, what you don't laugh at people falling downstairs now? You too good? To, I'm like Yo, that shit I, is I, funny I, though. That shit is pretty funny. I like watching people fall still. <laughs> I think the only time the only people I can laugh at are people who go out of their way to put themselves in crazy ass situations and and they fuck themselves up doing it. As long as it's not you too gotta bad. know the backstory, right? I gotta know well, the backstory. When you see some comedic violence porn, it's gotta have a story for it to resonate with you. So you like, like story porn too? You like when the electric man comes over and <laughs> showing her the ropes? No, dude, that shit's nah. played out, man. I like it when like there's a lawyer involved in the discussion <laughs> about who's gonna oh. get the inheritance and Man. you know we should go and discuss it. It's gotta be intricate. It's, it's got turned this turned into the Jew Tang clan all of a sudden. <laughs> there's a lot of a lot of juice going on over here. Juice. Listen. We say the juice. We don't we try, we don't wanna be why well, disavow, or, disavow, yeah, disavow, disavow. Nice. disavow. Nice. Well good, good just, catch. I think the uh I think the best porn has to be nobody knows we're making porn right now porn so like <laughs> so when it's all awkward <laughs> like, like, so, so you go you go visit you and your girlfriend go visit her parents and somewhere through and during dinner her mom drops a fork under the table and just starts oh blowing. dude those are <laughs> wild bro those are wild stepbrother i went on the other day just to see what was happening it was all stepbrother stepsister stepmom i was like yo this shit got incestual fast <laughs> oh yeah, you're late. It's been like that for like a good three or four years, I think. Well, I looked at it the other day, and I because normally I'm just I'm in my own little section. I looked at the other sections and was like, damn, they diversified their playlist. You're in big black boobies section. That's mostly, <laughs> mostly, mostly white dicks, black chicks. Let me be honest. If I can be real, bro, that's just been my life. I'm I know that sure I, that's problematic I, somewhere. I know I'm appropriating. I'm aware. Yeah, that's problematic somewhere. Somewhere in the world, somebody gonna be bad at that. Probably. I'm not gonna dis. I'm not gonna disavow that because that just probably feels Professor. Wrong. Griff. We'll probably disavow Professor it for you. you. Probably Professor Griff. He's pissed right now. Very upset. He don't Lord like Jamar is gonna be circling back. <laughs> yeah, so Lord ja Lord Jamar just left, and he had a he had some bacon. <laughs> <laughs> he just dropped me off some bacon. That's awesome. Lord Jamar is one of my favorite people on the internet because I, I like the fact that. He don't he he's not he doesn't bite his tongue and you can tell he's speaking authentically, even if he's just fundamentally wrong. I love it too. That's why I brought yeah. him up. He's authentic. Like he yes. don't say at the very least, yo, he's keeping yeah. it real. Yo. I don't think he's trying to push no agenda. He definitely believes the wrong shit he be saying. One hundred percent. He sold on it for but sure. But you need that. You need that. You need you need people who vehemently believe in the wrong thing. That's right. part of the dance. That's part of the dance. That's why Trump is so powerful. Like, he he is a litmus test of where we really are. You know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah. he is a prophet in a way. And people like, I would never say that publicly. Disavow. Disavow. So Trump right. We might prophet. have to edit that. We might Trump, have to edit Trump that Trump is a prophet. He, he, <laughs> no, he no, comes, no. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Trump fan. I'm feeling this. Keep he, going. He, Tell he, me he, more. He comes to let white people know you are also the N-word. Like, wow. you ain't no better than anybody else. You ain't no better than anybody else. I came, I sold you a dream, and it didn't work. Which so is what? how black folks have felt all of 
American history. So welcome to the club. And that Dave Chappelle SNL skit when when he won when he was at the party. You remember that one where he's like, "Oh, you you're upset about this? Or, oh, you didn't hear about this, this, and the third? Like, if you haven't seen that, man, that shit is so good. That I'm shit is so to, good. Yeah, I gotta check it out. Yeah, they're at the they're at the like uh, the election party, and all the white people are flipping out, and Chappelle's just like, "What are y'all tripping on? What, what, what what's wrong? What's wrong? This is how it's been." You know, the, the the president has been the boogeyman for right, as long right. as we've been alive. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, this is the first time I remember. Like, I remember um, I remember George Bush being called stupid a lot. I remember people saying he was stupid. So I don't know what he was doing as far as, like, war crimes go and no shit like that. If he was, I don't, oh, a dr- I don't know how many drones he launched or no shit like that. I just remember people calling him dumb a lot. That was the whole, like, trope of of George Bush. Then when Obama got elected, I remember seeing a lot more anger and shit. That was the first time I remember somebody like not somebody, but people openly like hating the president. They were angry. They're like, Oh, I hate him. He's a Muslim. He wants to destroy America. I had never heard anything like that. So of course I kind of just equated it to race. I was like, these are just white people who mad that it's a black president, but ideologically like the, the, I don't think he was any different than anybody else. So from the outside looking in, I know there's a lot of black people who was like, they, they was in tears and their hearts welled up and shit because he got elected. And there's a lot of white people who probably cried in the car because they thought the country was going to be destroyed by a Muslim. But from the outside looking in, to me, it just seemed like, you know, a, a, a quick little changing of the guard. Everything went the same as it would have went if it was somebody else there. I don't see it. There was nothing that he did that was expressly, quote unquote, black or of the people or anything like that. He was just a he was a president. Right. So then Donald Trump. Donald Trump is the first one that I've seen that have because even then the whole Obama shit was pretty cut and dry. Like there was a black people loved him. And for me, like mo- a lot of white people who were vocal about it, hated him. I'm sure, you know, a lot of people had to a lot of white folks had to vote for him to get him in. But they didn't seem as vocal about supporting him. So you heard black people who loved him and white people who hated him. Trump seems to have this whole shit mixed like there's black people who love him black people who hate him white people who love him white people who hate him mexicans who love him mexicans who hate him this dude has everything mixed up the aisle is not as split as it used to be just looking from the outside in on politics so something's crazy something's bugged out with that because this this i've never seen even when uh obama was elected very few black folks, you know, didn't like it. There was a couple who said, I don't know about this, blah, blah, blah. But there wasn't much, like, pushback on that that I saw. But now, if you don't, if you like Donald Trump and you black, you basically have to turn in your whole uh, black experience. You, you got to have your melanin extracted and like you get you get kicked out of the group for real, bro. Like my mine got extracted a long ass time ago. I need S, I need SPF two thousand out in this motherfucker, man. Shit, dude, it's amazing to me. I've never seen. It's people... but but oh, but but this is but this is why I think because you're right. It is it's more insane now than it's ever been since I've been paying attention. You know, and I definitely uh, I started paying attention during George Bush. But not really. I really got into politics with Obama. It was the first time I voted. Um, And there was those conspiracy theories. And he did have some connections like going to school in Indonesia or whatever. But 
Um, and he did have some wealthy benefactors. Like he was, he had money. He was definitely handpicked, I think, by the establishment. And I think that that's the game. I think the game is you have a choice, but your choice is from the options that we're giving you. And Trump was never supposed to be an option. And I think that that's made the media go into like double time. And it's really kind of exposed their hand. And it's made me go back and think, it's like, yo, has shit always been like this biased? And now that I pay attention, I'm like, there's a lot of shit I've seen on the news that's just like, it's verifiably false. And I guess I was still kind of like, I kind of always knew, you know, hip hop gives you that conspiratorial, you know, kind of like a side eye at everything that you see. Like, I don't know, some Illuminati shit. And when you grow out of the Illuminati shit, you're still kind of like, I know that there's powerful people. I know there's agendas at place. I I don't think everybody is operating on the level. But I did still kind of think that if you were a journalist and you did the news, you sincerely wanted to supply people with information. Nope. It is 100% fucking propaganda. And a lot of the people that are outraged, if you talk to them, they don't even know why they're outraged other than they've been told to be outraged. Like, and I think the reason it's like that is because now you have, you have, you have the ability to shape public opinion now, like never before. I don't know if you got into like that Cambridge Analytics, like you know, yeah, like, yeah, right. That so doc like, is crazy. Yeah. So the AI, the AI shit that they've got now, and all the data that we're handing over, you know, like willingly, it's making us easier to predict than ever before and both of these these like politics now like they're analyzing all of this shit based on ai they're targeting advertising based upon ai they've got a dossier on everybody in the form of your internet history and they know how to reach people and trigger you and hit those hot buttons like never before so i think there's a direct correlation between that and why you see people so incensed you know what i mean like Okay, well, you think uh, Obama has uh, bad economic policy? Okay, well, you know, it's socialism. And what you do realize, this is a Republican plan. When the the Democratic Congress tried to get universal health care passed back in the 90s, they wanted a single payer. They wanted government-run health care. That's what they were going for. And the Republicans came back and said, why don't we do this? Why, Why don't we do this plan? That's the plan that Obama passed. Or, or, or under the Obama administration that got passed. So literally, the plan was business-friendly, and you still said it's communism, it's socialism. So that's the game. I get it. You got to attack your enemy. Facts don't really fucking matter. You just want to be able to make a point. But now, some of the shit I've seen with just, yo, he didn't say that. He didn't say that. And it really, it really kind of made me... Um, I'm not a fan of him as a person, like, I think he's an asshole, but I kind of, I started rooting for him just because of how unreasonable all the hate was. And I'm like, okay, here's another thing on some hip-hop shit. At what point did we become pro-government? Like, I always thought, like, our perspective was, yeah, uh, the government murdered Mark Clark and Fred Hampton in their sleep. Uh, the government was uh, monitoring Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and Peter Tosh and Bob Marley. Like, the government and the intelligence agencies have not been kind 
to the black struggle. It's been strategically, and if you believe like Operation Pegasus and all the shit about Iran Contra, then it's like even to the point of if we need to fund a war, yo, we'll let black people get addicted to crack. We don't give a fuck. We gotta move this coke and sell these guns. And if that's what, and if that's the fallout from this decision to run this, you know, shadow government type shit. Well, fuck it. That that's I guess that's the fallout. I guess so. Now to hear like, yeah, you know, and we want the government this and the government that and the government. What? What? When? When did we become people that trusted the government? I, I don't. I don't know. So what I what I definitely figured out is once Obama got elected, he got to take hip hop and lend it to the Democratic Party, so that that became like theirs. Now, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yep. And Rock so stylistically, yeah, yep. yeah, all that shit. You're right. I had never seen anything in hip hop about politics. I've never heard anybody in the entirety of my life who was black talk about the president. Or I, I never heard a conversation in a barbershop at a cookout about politics and never in life. But as soon as Obama got on the scene. It was that in every place that you were going in black spaces, people were talking about Obama, Puff Daddy in a video telling people to vote and shit. Like, shit got crazy real fast, instantly. All he had to do was be black. Nobody talked about what he was going to do, what he represented. I can't tell you. I, I know it was something to do with hope, but I can't tell you nothing about his campaign, nothing about what he stood on, nothing. But he was black. But, KRS, but even, KRS even, real quick, KRS said that he walks like Biggie and talks like Pac. Talking about Obama, he felt wow. like he was. He felt like he was, you know, made in a lab somewhere because the avatar of what he represented was what we needed to pledge allegiance. Yeah, right. I, and I think he got a. I mean, I'm one of them. I, I I got way more into politics with Obama than I than I ever gave a fuck about. I because I, I kind of had that ingrained into me. You know, if you trust Jesus, why would you vote for a beast? The idea that the powers of this world really don't give a fuck about you. Um, the the way that power maintains itself and serves itself, it's always at the expense of the people. Um, okay, you want a king to rule over you? Let me tell you how this king's going to rule over you. He's going to take your, your sons and send them off to fight his wars. He's going to take your daughters and have them bake their cakes. He's going to want a tenth of your land. Like, the exchange for what it takes when people don't rule over themselves... But when you want somebody to rule over you, there, there's, there's a cost. But there's a lot of information that's come out that's kind of, kind of in line with what KRS was saying is accurate. Like, I mean, he's the ninth cousin removed from George Bush. I mean, he's in the same family tree. I, and when, when that shit came out, I was like, nobody thinks this is odd. Like, all these motherfuckers are related. And how did he get all this money? Like, who's coming along and supplying? You know, so it definitely seems like. You know, there's an elite class. There's definitely a group of people um, that are <clears throat> that are have easier access to power and that are more accepted as people that are okay to wield power. And I think that this dude now uh, was never supposed to be there. It, so here's what the thing. Here, here's what I will say, and and this is where empathy is to me the most powerful chemical in the, in the human brain is that. Really, all he is is a representation of what we have done. So, like, take it outside the realm of how he came up and how he got his money and, 
he's a you know the apprentice whatever right like all these ideas about him as an avatar what he really represents is how america has behaved sure. as a collective mm. so so what we value yeah man so he, he is you we are a overweight billionaire who's out of touch and has a little dick or whatever <laughs> you know what i'm saying like 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 come on man that's who we are look at look at our track record you know even when we had obama obama is just another piece of a puzzle of a collective consciousness who has still to this day moved the chess pieces in a way that would only benefit their outcome for sure and then th think about this too now like and we're and this is where we're totally not attached to results and how and how you see the social engineering and the brainwashing in effect if you give a fuck about the condition of black people in America. I don't give a fuck if Obama's the president. I don't give a fuck if Trump's the president. If there's an 18% 18, uh, 18, um, percent unemployment rate in the black uh, community, right, and it's starkly higher than other groups, whether that's under Obama or, or, or whether it's under Trump, that shit should be a problem. If it's a 4% unemployment rate in the black community, whether it's under Trump or whether it's under Obama, it's something to be celebrated. But where you see the game of people just straight being brainwashed, people were applauding Obama when the black unemployment rate was 18% and talking shit about Trump and how Trump's ruined the black community went under his watch, and it's not like he did anything fundamentally. He might have done some things to make it easier for businesses, but the president doesn't necessarily have that much power to make the economy better. We were already on the trajectory to get better, but whatever. But at the same time, like even at the State of the Union, he's like, yo, black unemployment's the lowest it's ever been in the history of the country. And this bitch tore up the speech. Like, if you give a fuck about black people, can't you just clap for that? You know, you can hate the motherfucker, but can't you like the result? But as far as, like, behavior, and this is this is what my sense is of how the game works. There's not really that much of a difference between Democrats and Republicans. No, Because you, you could not. think that Democrats are for the little guy. They get all their money for Wall Street. They play the same. You know, you could think Republicans are about, you know, we want to have secure borders. And, ah, they're all bought and paid for by the Koch brothers. They want all that cheap labor. They want to exploit people, the, the most disadvantaged, the most vulnerable people, for profit. Like, it's all ugly. They all are at the trough. They're all getting paid. They're all doing insider trading. They're all making their families rich. They're not solving any of the problems for regular people. They're fucking scumbags. They're pieces of shit, bottom line. But the game is, if you want to do some evil shit that's a part of the Republican agenda, you got to do that shit with a Democratic president. And if you want to do some shit that's evil... Like, it's a part of uh, the Democratic agenda. You got to do that shit as a Republican uh, president. Case in point, you never heard the end of it when George Bush was in office. Yo, he's using drones. He's droning people. He hates the immigrants. He's fucking evil. Yo, they called Obama the deporter in chief. Deported more people, <laughs> more illegal people than George Bush ever did. Uh, as far as droning, nobody even comes close. Obama droned the shit out of the Middle East. <laughs> oh, you having a wedding? Fuck your wedding. I'm about to get some robot action on your side of shit. 
I mean, just drone the shit out of the Middle East. But that's the entire that's... fucking time. Not only did he drone shit that we would have held George Bush to task for, he even droned, I think it was name was Alawaki. I I'm forgive me and my, my lack of um Muslim cultural awareness. I might have his name wrong, but I, I believe it was Alawaki. He killed him and his son. The dude was an American citizen. Yeah, he was over there talking that ISIS shit or whatever and the Mujahideen or what, but he's still an American citizen. You're not supposed to be able that's, to just that's, go that's and kill point, an American though. citizen. That's the point, though. The the presidency or this thing, this idea, this archetype is enacting the collective consciousness's thing. And however that's dictated or moved around is what matters, right? You don't Democracy, think it's the lizard people? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. But we are I, I can't too. prove Hillary Clinton ate a baby. I can't prove it. But it rings true. Maybe it happened. I don't but, know. But look at look at the track record of the leaders from Nebuchadnezzar to they're fucked Trump. up. Well, yeah. because because the collective is saying such. It's the same reason that you know the mob killed Jesus. We are the mob. Deal with it. Own it. You're the mob, motherfucker. Yeah. You're the mob, motherfucker. That's your shadow shit. That's deal with the fact that the thing you participate in is the very thing perpetuating your hate for yourself. Mm. You're perpetuating it. You're moving it forward. So self-love and understanding who you are outside of yeah. this game. It's not outside Trump, of this. It's loving yourself right. and loving love the Trump yourself. in you. Right. Love Just, yourself. Yeah. How many times have I Trump folk? I've done that shit to people I love the most out of fear, out of a need to exist out of a need to be here and be the man, have the most regalia. Let me be that. Let right. me be that. Let me be that thing. Let me be the illest MC. They don't know I'm the one producing all the double helix shit. Why's he got the staff? He's the one everybody, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I did that to Bongo. I did that to Bongo. You know what I'm saying? Like I did it, we did it to each other. And I love this motherfucker. This is my brother. But we enact these things on each other because we want to, you know, hold down that right. angle, that angle. I'm the man. I'm the thing. No, you're not. No, you're not. You are in the wind. You are a leaf on the plant. And the sooner you can be the leaf, the sooner we can all breathe again. Right. Yeah, Let us breathe. The problem is, is power, too. Power itself. You know, I, I don't think, you know, we'd like to think that power can be wielded for good. You know, just like you could use a gun to you know murder a bunch of kids at a school or you could use it to protect your family like it's just an instrument i but don't how know often necessarily is power is like that how often is it how often are you protecting your family it, again it's the narrative it's it's you're not you're not chasing it's away like a, some external yeah. thing it's you it's like a seatbelt it's like a see how how many times is a seatbelt going to save your life in reality but well, you wear it every day. But you wear it yeah. every day, every time you get in the car, you put it on. Because and it's the same thing. It's a precaution. Power is uh, power is neutral, right? The force, mm. force mm. is what we mm. have a, a problem mm. with. Mm. We have an issue with force because force and power is very different. Power is just plugging it into the source. The source mm. don't decide what tool you plug in <laughs> or how you use that tool. <laughs> it don't have nothing to do with it. And and, yes. and if we if we really look at it as far as the simulation is concerned, as far as the universe is concerned, it's almost indiscernible, because the universe, the the consciousness wants experience. Well, what right? was the last person that actually wielded power righteously, though? 
Because because I I get what you're saying, and and I'd like to think that that's true because it it makes sense. It appeals to the rational part of my brain that it can acknowledge. Yeah, it's just a tool. It's all in how it's wielded. But it seems like anybody that gets power, I mean, at least in this system, maybe it's the system that's the problem. But people make promises. People have good intentions. They get on the other side of money or they get on the side of power and their character crumbles. It seems like the most righteous people humanity has ever produced have have almost purposely mm. been detached from money yeah. and power. Yeah, yeah. That's so true. I don't know. That's true. I think uh I think when you do that type of work, I think you it power is automatically repulsive to you. I think that type of influence becomes repulsive because people are going to, and what those people who remove themselves from that loop, right? They pulled themselves away, whether they went to go meditate or study spirituality, humanity sought them out. We went to go find them to get the notes and to write the books and the insights and everything. We went to go find them because we know who they are. Maybe some of them just went to the mountaintop and lived the entirety of their lives there. And we never knew who they were, but <clears throat> we chased down a lot of these spiritual uh, leaders or people who put themselves in that position to, to figure things out because we, and then we try to pull them into the same dynamic, right? We try to give them power and influence to see what they do with it. Right. Well, I mean, that's that that's that Black Mirror episode, man. I mean, of the 10,000 merits. As soon as you have a voice, they want to circumvent it with their agenda. You know, yeah. it's like, it, and, and who are they, though? They are us. They right. are us. They are us. Yeah. They are us. And that's the most revolutionary thing to do is to look in the mirror individually. And, and what I do in the mirror now, and this is going to sound super soft or whatever, but I'll tell myself, I love you, Jeremy. I love you. And I'll cry regularly when I do that because what I need the most is to feel loved. And I don't know on an autonomic, physical, spiritual mind level why that wasn't there inherently. Because we start with original sin. All of it is like original lack. You lack something. So therefore, go out and get it by any means necessary. Go get it. Go get it. And all our teachers are, are usually telling us you already have it. You already have it. You already have it, man. You already have it. Because really, the way we live, we live like pharaohs right now, man. I'm, 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 I know the difference. I know the difference between really needing something and needing some shit to satiate my need to need. Right? Yeah, yeah. There's a difference, man. And, and let, let us connect with our brothers and sisters that really need stuff. Because then you value that gratitude is inherent. When you interact with someone that really needs something, man, it could be a hug, it could be a cheeseburger, it could be 50 cents, you don't know, but, but find that space in your life to see that, because then yeah. you're, you're putting dimension on the thing that you need the most. That's why giving is so revolutionary, man. It's, it's giving, it's giving. Yeah. Let me give of myself, let me give something. And that's why what Don does on a daily, like giving to the earth, planting a seed and having to have the patience to let this tree over five years grow or six months or whatever he's doing, he's in touch with the cycle of giving and receiving. And the earth is the teacher of that. And if we got any teacher here planetarily, it's the earth. <laughs> it's the earth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's the earth. It's the yep. earth. Yeah. 100%. And I'm, I'm seeing that's, that's one of the, one of the pillars of this shit that we're building right now is a commitment to service, right? But we, we talk about that. We've talked about it a few times because 
the these when we when you connect these opposites, you create that uh that entanglement between the opposites, the union mm. of opposites. That's what right, they call right, it, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because when you instead of focusing on what you dislike, you focus on what you love and see how that grows more things in your life. Right. So instead of focusing on your scarcity, you mm. focus on your abundance and That's that attracts it. more to you. Right? So all, all of these things are the same way. If you want to bring opportunity into the best way to network and create opportunities is to offer your help and be of service to other people. Yes. Instead of just going out to rub elbows and, and right. trade business cards and try to what get you got? Push, what what right. do you got? What yeah. can you give me? The best yeah. way for you to create opportunity for yourself is to service others. The best way for you to bring attention to yourself is to bring attention to somebody else who you dig. You know what I mean? Is the yeah. should to share or put somebody else in the spotlight because you genuinely like what they're doing. That's the best way to bring attention to to whatever you're building on your own. So I'm starting to see a lot of that. And in, in this, a lot of that pattern happening in, in this, uh, these un, the union of opposites. That shit brings, and, and it may not even be the whole fact that it's opposite. It's just that the way we've been socialized and trained to think, it, it seems to a lot of it leans toward the negative. It's a lot of pessimism in our natural state of being because of how we've been socialized. So mm. I think it's uh, to to switch that shit up and start to be radically optimistic because we can and because it has evolutionary benefit. The same way you can relive an embarrassing moment and get a stomach ache from it and shit. You give yourself a headache thinking about the dumb thing you did 13 years ago. <laughs> you know, you can also get yourself high and euphoric mm. by thinking about an awesome future. Mm. So which one of those are more important? I'm with it. It's clear. It's fucking clear. It's metaphysics or we're fucked. We come to the same place so often when we have these conversations. The shit is really not about whose policy, what side of the aisle you're voting on. It's really fucking, it's not about that at all, yo. Until we start to heal the human condition, and the only human condition we can heal is our own, right? Mm. Because we're only responsible for our own headset. That's it. And so... And, and I know Good. I keep saying headset. I'm gonna have to send y'all this video I watched, so so you can understand this 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 oh this guy. He's a, a theoretical physicist, I think he was, and he was talking about how uh, our experience here is like wearing a virtual reality headset, and all of the tools that we have to figure things out are in, intrinsically belong to the headset so we can never experience life the way a fish experiences life the way Mm. a fish experiences its environment even if you go underwater you don't experience underwater the way a fish does because that's their environment that's their air right that's their environment that's completely theirs they were born into it they know it in a way that we'll never uh know it i think he called it the umwelt which means environment or something like that in german or well, i guess whoever brought this uh this theory up might have been a german person so that's the the word that he used it's and, dimensions bro it's dimensions yeah, absolutely it's, it's dimensions we all see the 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 ability to experience chocolate the way we do is built into our headset. It's part of our intrinsic experience that other things are never going to be able to feel or see the way we see it. Mm. And it's just this amazing idea. And the value, the we're value, outside of the value in appreciating someone else's headset. Right, right. And, and, and even that, right? When you think about that, someone else's headset only exists within yours. Mm-hmm. 
So it's still part of your experience because, and, and that, that kind of goes, I know anybody who, who might be listening to this, who knows about this shit, that kind of- That's kinda, not how VR works. That, <laughs> that, that kind of moves to solipsism a little bit. This idea that the only, the only mind you can account for really is your own. That's real right. though. Everything that's outside of your own mind right, is hermetic. almost a, yes. it's a figment. It's almost it a figment. You can't it guarantee is. that it's not. You can never guarantee that your wife is not just a figment of your imagination that ends up, that only exists in your own mind, right? You, there's no way you can prove it to yourself philosophically. That, that the ownership, the ownership over your behavior, like Jordan Peterson said, and a lot of what I'm doing right now is making my motherfucking bed. I'm making my bed every day. I'm room. cleaning my room. I'm I'm going out to the store and getting food. I'm put I'm putting the chair together. Bro, I ordered a chair from Staples and I put it together and I felt like a fucking master. Right. Cuz I put the chair together because that act of just putting putting the pieces together of my own game. Right? I build 3D shit all day. I can go in the computer right now and build Egypt for you. I could put all kind of things in action because I understand these these ideas in the computer. But doing it in my own computer, my life, this experience, this simulation, it matters, bro. It matters. It matters because I have an appreciation for what it takes to put a chair together. Yeah. Which then when I interact with someone who comes and repots soil for me or changes my locks, I have an, uh, locks at the front of the door. I have an appreciation for them and what their experience may feel like. Right. That empathy right. is powerful, bro. It's powerful Absolutely. for me, not just on some sainthood shit. Just not, oh, I'm treating Javier who came and repotted my plant. So now I'm a good American and I'm a globalist. No, it's about Jeremy. Jeremy Jeremy's act of putting things together and feeling his feelings matters for the rest of the game. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what I think though is, if if you're kind of spiritually conscious or in tune, you could take for granted that everybody is not really into that or on that path. That people are kind right. of just operating right. off whatever operating system they're being told to make their decisions off of. But I, I didn't get why Jordan uh, first. The, the first reason I started looking into Jordan Peterson was because everybody I listened to on the left was up in arms about how evil this dude was. So that was the first thing. I'm like, that's the same way I found out about Gavin McGinnis. I was like, okay, this dude, okay, he's what now? Okay, let me go check him out. So everybody was up in arms in this dude, and I, and it's only now that I'm really starting to get most people, because they've been operating in what's kind of been provided to them, the shit, so when you talk about they, and sometimes I do get on the pro Professor Griff, Alex Jones kind of notion of what who they are. But whoever they are, like they their ability to rule and their ability to be profitable and, and extract and enjoy the best that this life has to offer is directly connected to people being obsessed with shit that just doesn't matter. And um, I think why Jordan Peterson resonated so much and uh, why maybe I wasn't, you know, I, I just it was totally off my radar is I, I really took for granted how spiritually starved people are. Like, there was yes. such a hunger for somebody to give all of these people, like, structure and purpose. 
because this culture, you know, that wants to sell you shit and wants to, you know, for you to be totally enraptured with everything that's being made available is banking on the fact that you're not. So what is or whoever they are, like that's the direction that it's leading everybody to be in is is to really feel the full weight of being trapped in this 3D reality and always trying to solve the problems with the tools that are made available to, you know, and never to think outside of, of those parameters. And there is a power and a predictability that you can wield or that you can obtain if the masses of people are kind of only plugged into that reality. And so I, I think that that is the byproduct of what it is to be more and more immersed in this world that's being created for us is that we become more and more spiritually deprived and spiritually starved. <clears throat> and so all of our what we're looking for to feed ourselves and it doesn't work is we're looking for, OK, well, now you've created this problem of, you know, complete spiritual hunger within me. Uh, what am I going to fill it again to make me happy? Oh, well, you know, you're going to have a great career. Come on, get 150 grand into debt. We'll get you a job and you'll be working at the job, you know. And so everybody's just kind of going along the assembly line. And it's not making anybody happy. It's not making people more enlightened. It's not making us, you know, be nicer to each other. There's actually an argument to be made that we're becoming more and more rude, <laughs> more and more nasty to one another. <clears throat> you know, so we're more connected, but we're not maximizing, you know, the highest operating system in, in being connected. We're not, you know, it'd be one thing if we were all connected and we were all making sure everybody was fed and we were spreading good vibes <laughs> and kindness to one another. It's like, no, we're all connected more than ever before. What are we going to do? We're going to tell each other to fuck off and uh, send out links to my OnlyFans and uh, try to promote this other shit that I'm doing online and da 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 da. But right. it's empty, man. It is. It's facts. But that's why we said it before. It's the only thing you can do is focus on yourself, lead by example, and make sure you're being the thing that you want to see more of. That's that's the only thing we can do that's because it. of the fact that people aren't may not be plugged into it. They may not be experiencing it, but they recognize it when they're around it. You may it's, not be able. There's people that you cannot convince in a debate format, but if they're walking down the street and they see you on the other side of the street feeding a homeless person, that would probably be more impactful than your, the entire argument you would have had on Facebook. Well, yeah. you know what's wild is like out of our family structures, right? We've all had our our complications in family. What we're being called to do is reparent ourselves. That's what it is to be a child, man. Your parents are not perfect. Let me break it to you. <laughs> no parent is perfect. Right. No parent is going to give you the exact formula you need. Some parents know how to hold space for their children and partner with their children so that their children can become what they want to be and not some weird-ass, like, uh, ceramic version of what their parents didn't do in their life. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, right. that's a lot of what parenting is in the West. I didn't do what I wanted to do. Let me shape you in the way that I made all my mistakes. Don't make these mistakes, right? Don't do this. Become this this, this uh, stale version of me because I was too afraid to do this, this, and the third. What we do through our own experience, through the access of knowledge and, and understanding and music, thank God for music. Thank God for these vibrations that could, could come in and be reverse hypnosis to the things we think we know. You know, you get to scream loud these lyrics and these feelings and this art and these movies and these things to reshape a new version of what it means to be a human being. And then we give that to our children. Who are our children? Our children are our audience. They're us. 
we're all children. We're all children of this divine vibration of what it means to be alive, what it means to be a sentient creature, what it means to be a human. <clears throat> and so by the act of making these decisions of I'm not going to do what so-and-so said, I'm going to do what feels right to me. A lot of it is intuition. Let me be intuitive. What makes me feel alive? What makes me feel happy? What makes me feel excited are things that maybe a lot of the people in my life don't understand. I got to pioneer. I got to pioneer a way. I got to run and do these things that people told me not to do. And some of that is wet ass pussy, right? Some of that is <laughs> full circle. I'm saying some of that is like, yo, it flies in the face of what people think should right. be happening. Right, right. I totally agree. I completely agree. Because it's chasing, we, we have to chase the shit a lot of times that people put up blockages for us for. It was pre-installed blockages. It's like in the Truman Show, when they, they, they work so hard to make him afraid of water so he would never find a way out of that place he was trapped in. Mm. So wet, wet ass, wet ass. Uh, again, Truman. right? Uh, the water. We gotta go. We gotta go back to the amniotic fluid. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's just that's just part of it. That's part of it. And I think it's also uh, in that same category is the things that we consider soft and vulnerable. Mm. Also been mm. socialized against that. Then oh. we got tough. We gotta oh, be strong. Oh, we gotta oh, be oh, hard. Oh. And that goes all the way to the place where not even to protect yourself. The, the toughness and the hardness gets to the place where the most logical and efficient thing you can do is preemptively strike if you think there's a threat. Mm. And everything's a threat. Even an idea can be a threat. So you got to preemptively strike at the idea or the person who holds the idea because it's threatening, you think it's threatening whatever you're standing and it, in. And it's the very thing that will open that door. Right. Your pain is the very thing that will open the door to the rest of your life. Right. And we're so afraid we've been pre-programmed not to feel pain, not right. to feel loss. That's the very thing that gives you the game. You have to have the ashes before the phoenix. It's, it's fucking, it's the, it's the transmutation. It's the transmutation. We're all here to be alchemists. You're not supposed to just be happy happily at all times, you're supposed to uh, get opportunities to transmute negativity into positivity. That's where the power is because you're taking control of your own, how, how your own good, reality. How good is Tomb Raider if Laura Kraft never dies? Right. If you don't fall off, you just make you every jump. You gotta go off every, the cliff, bro. Right. It's no fun. It's, it's no alchemy. fun. It's, it's no fun. Yes. It's That's alchemy, what we're bro. Here for. It's, That's it's, what we're here that's for. It. And, the, yes. and people lied. People lied about alchemy and the whole like the first it, it was the fiction the first fiction of alchemy is that it's about uh transmuting base metals to gold alchemy was always about transmutation of self always yes yeah always you it are the gold right you are the minerals bro you are right. it says it says in uh, like a couple of these uh alchemy books i've seen where they said a phrase that alchemists used to use was our gold is not common gold Mm. right gold is all the same by definition so when you say our gold is not common gold there's something in there there's something buried in there something behind the front that we need to be addressing 
Well, I think I think that's the bottom line of all of it, which is why I've kind of retreated into the thing and relaxed into the thing that I'm in right now. I've I've seen everything I needed to see. I saw my own reality morph in front of me because I decided to look at it differently. It changed into what I said I wanted to see. So I'm I'm good. I've gotten my, you know, my, my, my switch got turned on. I've seen everything I needed to see. And for me to work right now is sharpening that skill, strengthening that manifestation muscle, because I feel like that's where our power is going to be as, as a human species in the near future. So it's like, if you heard, if you heard there was going to be a gang fight this weekend, you start doing pushups and shit and start, you know, you got to find you a chain to wrap around your hand or something because you got to be prepared for this shit. And I feel like there's always, there's always more to see. Of course, always more to see. I feel like the future that we're, the future that we're stepping into is going to call for us to put down all of these fucking metal tools and baseball bats and shit like that, that we've been trying to influence reality with and start focusing on a different set of, uh, set of mechanics. That's what I think. So that's what I'm invested in, bro. I mean, I, I can't do anything else. Even the people, I mean, this dude that, I mean, people are more politically inclined and smarter than I am when it comes to that kind of shit. They've probably read a whole lot more books than me, but they're coming to the same conclusion about humanity and spirituality and metaphysics and quant, like all of that. They're coming to the same conclusion as I am. And if I can come to that conclusion without having done all of that other work in that That's other it. direction, I'm, I'm good. I, I agree. I agree that this is what we should be in. You have, you have access to every mystery school ever known to man in your pocket and you can even you can look at the electrician porn or the little sister porn or whatever the fuck step you can stepsister you can look at disavow disavow from the little sometimes sister it's one. the actual sister yeah uh, well then <laughs> yeah, i don't even know about that pocket but <laughs> that's a different internet you could research hermetics you could research vibration you can research polarity. You can research gender. It's right there. It's right there for you. And if you choose, which is what Don is talking about, it's a conscious choice to choose a, a cyclical frequency. So when we talk about vibration, hurts, everything is built off that. Everything is a click. Everything is a click. Everything is a motion. Everything has a vibration. And it's at varying degrees choose a click or choose a vibration click on something that's going to push you to be a frequency higher than you are now just be just try to absorb something that's vibrating higher than your current fear and it does take a breaking through a fear to reach that vibration because it feels foreign those old stories that that i'm less i don't have enough i got a little dick i got I don't got enough money in the bank. I don't got, uh, I don't know how to make beats. I, whatever the uh, 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 is, there's an evaluation of what do I want? Do I want to continue that memory film, that cyclical circle right. of less or more? It's a choice. It's right. a choice. Gratitude is seeing the more regardless. That's what gratitude right. is. Gratitude is seeing more regardless of your current incarnation or your current right. level of understanding. Gratitude is knowing there's more for me. I'm right. grateful for what I have, and I'm grateful for the more that's on its way or here. 
Right. Now you got to decide whether you're going to tap into pur- purposely tap into the anxiety or the euphoria because you're employing the same evolutionary mechanic. <laughs> it's the same thing. You're using the same machine, yeah, but what yeah. are you going to use it to produce? Mm. Right? Because it's totally up to us. I know we're addicted mm. to to the to the, the, the some of those negative stories because they're so familiar. We're addicted to them, but that's just got to change, bro. That's just got to yeah. change. That's the and, whole work. And, and don't waste your time reading all the political books because it's it, it's just sports for pretentious people that think they're too smart to watch sports. Like sports is fucking <laughs> stupid, you know. Yeah. But you watching WWE with people in suits, and 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 as far as like being on the next shit, it's true, dude. Politics at this point is like picking out the new carpet and drapes for the captain's quarters, and the ship is sinking. Like the ship is sinking. It doesn't matter if you're tricking out, you know, and getting new shit and refurbishing it. The ship is sinking. It's not. Wherever we're going in the next leg of existence, it's yeah. not going to be in it's this not vehicle. This. Yep. So, so spending time and everybody coming to the same conclusion, it's like, yes, we need we need a different vehicle for humanity to move forward in. So you're not so losing. Yeah, I have eight, I have eight grams of mushrooms in my freezer right now. I wish y'all were here. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm too scared, man. I got the fear. Bro, you're com- you're coming with me, bro. You coming with y- y'all? Be, y'all need to both come out and, and partake of this motherfucking medicine, bro. Bro, listen, listen I, I I ain't smoked weed in years, man. I can't. Well, I'm so afraid that I'm just gonna lose my mind. I, I just don't. You know. gotta lose uh, your mind to find your heart, bro. Put it. Only, write yeah, that on a little post-it note. All right. I'll, it's only I'll, after it's only after we've lost everything that we're free to do anything. That's it. That's <laughs> you know it. That's and but you it. won't. But mushrooms are so. They're so doseable, be like you could take a gram and a half just to have a decent. No, beat. you you have to take can, four when you come here. You got to take four. Well, we can wait for that. What's, we'll wait for the, that. What's the hero's journey? Five over five. Anything over wow. five, all okay. bets are off. Yeah, all I bets um... are off. But the good thing is, if you read, like, you go do the trip reports research, all everything under five grams is going to be a reliable report. So if you if you look at 10 reports of people who took a gram and a half, you're probably going to have a similar experience. If you look at the reports of people that took three, you're probably anything after five. Don't even bother researching it because you don't. No, you know what I mean? There's no telling what's going to happen. It's probably what you need the most. It will it be 100 really percent. It really 100%. is. Yeah, because because the programming, dude, and it's not about plants. It's not about psilocybin. It's not about ayahuasca. It's that this mental construct that we've been sold goes on such a deep level yeah. that the ideas that we've been ingrained with over and over. It's just a record yeah, group, bro. You listen, go, bro. You listen to you. You pull out that record. You pull out that Lionel Hampton record. You pull out that Holland Oates record. You listen to it enough, that groove gets deep and deep and deep. That 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 needle will go deeper and deeper and deeper into the acetate. It's just a groove. It's a valley. It's the uncanny valley. You get stuck where you can't see the horizon anymore. And these plant medicines will help you climb out of that valley without having to have an ice pick. You know, you climb climb the mountain and see the sun and be like, damn, man, I was trapped down there. I was trapped down there in my own self-created limitation that I couldn't see the horizon. And that speaks a lot to dimensionality, man. We see the mountains. We see it. It's all 
it's too much for us. It's too much for us physically because it is. It is. Try to run 10 miles, man. You'll, you'll tap out at two, but your mind and your spirit have access to things that are outside of form. They're outside of the world of form, man. They it's really true. are. They really are. The greatest thing I've learned from psychedelics, especially mushrooms, is that the state of being that you access when you uh, interface with psychedelics is not the altered state. The world that we have built for ourselves here, <laughs> this is the altered state. Yeah, 100% yeah. beyond yes. a shadow of a doubt. Yes. The fucking concrete and the wires and the yes. highways, yeah. that's the altered state. It if is. you sit at, you take three grams of mushrooms and sit down in the garden, every fucking thing makes sense, bro. Yeah. Not e even the fact that your, your, your vision is weird, the trails that you see, it all makes perfect sense. It's not you, jarring like, oh my God, why, is my, why are the trees melting into digital pixels right now? That's not what's happening. You're like, of course they're melting into digital pixels. Of course they are. It makes perfect sense. And then when you when you come back to this world, that it looks foreign. It's yeah. like, yo, I think we did this shit on purpose. I think they did this to us on purpose because they had a vision. I think people who didn't have access to this shit had a vision of the world that they wanted everybody else to partake in. So they kept they, they kept building, you know, and more attractions and more shit for us to be distracted by and shit for us to want and need and covet. And they right. and it pulled us away from this other thing, which is why people are always coming back to it. As soon as shit starts going a certain way. They don't go, every time this happens throughout history, people don't go in different directions every time and try to find different uh, uh, different keys to solve it every time. They always go to the same place. They go back to spirituality. They go to the, the hippie vibe. They go to the environment. They go back to, you know, I'm going to get move out of my mansion and get a cabin in the woods. It always goes that way. And there's a reason it always goes that way is because that's what we're supposed to be doing. But you can't tell that to a person who has a Ferrari and lives in the penthouse of a 75 floor apartment building. Right. They're going to they're going to tell you you're lying 100 percent and it's going to have to take for them to experience some other things. And, 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 before and, whether they they, and whether they realize it or not, their interests are so entrenched in preserving everything that's at work to get them that penthouse and Ferrari right, right, with right. a knee-jerk reaction, they will defend it to the death. Right. And, you know, the internet is nothing but like the 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 solid prison form of the Akashic record. Like, if you really think about everything we're trying that's to true. create in the 3D mm. world has some sort of spiritual equivalent, but we want to keep everybody trapped in here. You know what I mean? And so even when you think about all of the things that like Jesus was telling people to to get rid of, you know, it has to do with your ability. Like, it's so much easier to be trapped in that world if you have all of those attachments. And all the spiritual leaders are like, yeah, you got to disconnect from all that. Yeah. It's absolutely <clears throat> necessary because the more you're immersed into it and the more that you see the value in it, the more you're going to be trapped in it and the more you're going to work to sustain it. And so, yeah, I think I think you're right. I, and it. I, and so I don't even think they has to necessarily be mm. something solid or constant. It's not outside it, of you. It, yeah, they are I, you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I and I think it's a and I think it's just something that human history kind of tells us that this is an ongoing struck struggle, and different incarnations of the same ideas pop up in history at different times. But it's all about the same shit. It's like, yeah, uh, yeah, all the all the mindless uh, violence and control and lust for power. Yeah, it's a bad idea. 
uh, people manipulating you because you get hungry and you get scared. Yeah, you got to let go of that shit, man. Mm -hmm. You can't you can't serve your stomach. You can't serve your temporal needs. You can't be obsessed in in the immediate here and now because that will give way so that you can continuously be taken advantage of and keeping and kept away from things that would actually bring about healing and progress. Well, I mean, the 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 idea that we're the illusion of separateness, that we're disconnected from anything is what all the traditions are teaching is a falsity. You know, the kingdom of God is within you. You know, you are the tree is not there. You are the tree. And that shit, you know, and, and the best way to like discredit something powerful is make it seem silly. Oh, right. You know what I'm saying? Make it seem silly. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world it didn't exist. Like your shadow doesn't exist. You, you know, you don't ever have to face the things about you or about the world that make you uncomfortable. And I'm here to tell you, that's what psychedelics do the best. Take a look at this motherfucker. Is this what you're afraid of? Look at it. Look yep. at it. There's nowhere to run. There's nowhere to run. There's no song to put on. It's going to change it. There's no back rub that's going to help. Look at it. Look at it and realize that it's you. It's you. If, and if you pull a thread, you'll unravel it. Because it's that's you. the way this shit works. You will unravel it because you already know the answer intrinsically. You already know the answer. You're just at this place where you're at a confused state and you're disconnected from it. But if you if you present it with it and you confront it and you pull it the threads, you'll get to where you need to be. It's just the, conf the confronting it and pulling at the threads that's the hard part for a lot of us. It took me till I was fucking 35 to do psychedelics because I was worried. I was just scared of it. I was like, nah, I ain't fucking with that. That ain't for black people. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I was like, yeah, for real. Mm. I was staying away from that shit. That's just the consciousness I had hey, about that's it. A, that's, a big, what, that's a big thing me and my partner are doing, man, is, is, is bringing these plant medicines to folk that look like her. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to keep my mouth shut and serve the medicine because black people and African people or, or indigenous folk that it's where the medicine comes from. Who you right. think built the pyramids? Bro, the Egyptians say that all their deities came from the acacia tree. One of the medicines I have here is called Urema. It's acacia tree. It's an acacia tree extract yeah. that when you smoke it, when you smoke it in a vape or whatever, you can see the fabric of reality. That's why those pyramids still stand in modern day fucking pulleys and, 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 and different like leveling systems. They don't know how the fuck they put one of those bricks up there. They have no idea because they were seeing reality in a different way. And so what we're being called to really heavily right now is just that. Look at, look at, look at your how close does Trump look like he should be wearing a monocle? He looks like the fucking Monopoly guy. Short, <laughs> fat, money out the wazoo, but none of that shit matters because value is about sustainability. And if anything, the pyramids of Giza are, are sustainable. They've been here for thousands of years. And when you build things from angles that are sacred, that harmonize to the earth, that harmonize to vibrations that were here before humans thought they could do everything, that shit is sustainable. It's sustainable, it lasts. And we need to be building things that last. If we wanna participate in the, the celestial, if you don't think right now that there's beings that are watching us and that there's not a council of, come on, man. That's to me is a moot point at this point that there's not 
entities out there that are keeping an eye on us, man. We're well, the little, dropped, we're the little they, earth they dropped that shit here, like in off the midst world, of all this fucking world. chaos. Yeah, of course. The off-world vehicles. Yeah, come on, man. Come on, <laughs> Just man. like, oh, on while you. everybody's riding and burning shit down and there's a pandemic, uh, by the way, there's aliens. By the they way, by, by the way, we're the earthworms. <laughs> mm. yeah. Humans are earthworms, bro. We're crawling around <laughs> on our bellies right now, man. We're crawling yeah. around on our bellies right now. And, and how do we treat the worms on our planet? Exactly. Right. You know exactly. what I'm saying? But we think they're going to come here and be like, oh, you guys are awesome. Let me talk to you. <laughs> they're going to be like, what are these bald monkeys fucking trying to talk to us for? Crawling around on their bellies, shooting each other. Man, man, God, God, God bless earthworms. They're not bombing each other. <laughs> right, right. You right. know they're what I'm saying? And they're not, but they're not also killing other species and just hanging them That's up on saying. hooks indefinitely. Yeah. They're just right. shitting like, at, we'll get around to eating on you later. They're just I've eating their seen, own shit. They're just I've never eating their seen own an shit. I've never seen an earthworm skin another animal and wear it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what else on the planet what else on the planet is like you know what I'm not fit for the atmosphere of the planet I was created on so I'm gonna kill something and wear it skin hey, here's a new shirt for the site be more like earthworms <laughs> yeah be like earthworms that's awesome be like earthworms man just yeah. crawl around I've, and shit, shit on yourself I've you never seen an earth I've never seen an earthworm take hostages hey <laughs> hey I never I've, seen I never seen an earthworm do a centipede. Listen, I've, <laughs> I've never seen an earthworm kidnap three other earthworms and keep them in their basement as sex slaves for ten years. And then it's never happened the with bridge. earthworms. And then throw and them off the bridge and make a song <laughs> about it. <laughs> make a song about it. Have their friend make a song about it. Yeah, it's it's stupid, bro. And we look at ourselves like we're the measure. Oh yeah. Of excellence yeah. on this planet. And we're Have like, you ever heard? Oh. You, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm passionate. Dude, I, I, I ate funny. a little bit of mushrooms. But, it, yo, it, so have you ever heard people talk about birds? Like, we know how birds think. How'd you measure that, tough guy? Yeah. You, you yeah. really? These motherfuckers fly around looking at the whole picture, right? And you're telling me you understand their consciousness. How exactly? That's dogma. That's dogma. To not appreciate the fact that we don't fully understand avians right and then you wonder why avian uh, uh what do you think an alien would would most identify with on earth avians why because they fly above our atmosphere and look down come on man right. come they'd on like, man we don't <laughs> they'd be like you wait you so you naked apes throw bread at your gods that's what you do exactly. you go to the park to feed bread cubes to your gods because we measured their <laughs> we measured their brains we're taking our way of understanding our own brains to a bird brain like oh they're smaller in mass so they must be less conscious right okay like, okay like women dude brains. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, like it, women it, brains, and, <laughs> and they both have brittle, hollow bones too. Women and birds. <laughs> brittle, hollow women bones can't take the punch. Yeah, hollow women bones can't do man things. <laughs> Don't try to move that couch. You're gonna shatter, sweetie. You're gonna <laughs> shatter, and then apart. you're gonna shed your fucking feathers everywhere. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, cleaning up feathers. That's <laughs> awful. This is so problematic right now, but it's awesome. disavow. <laughs> Disavow, disavow. Yo, that's definitely one of the most common words used in this whole podcast is disavow. We got smart early, so we just throw them in there. And, and it's and it's ironclad. You can't beat a disavow. Yep. It's yep. absolutely ironclad. I love it. It's perfect. 
Yeah, man, I'm about to uh, round up the churns and take them out to the park, see if we can get in a few minutes of fishing before <clears throat> it gets dark. Do Hang it, out man. with the boys for a little while tonight. Yes. They're addicted to fishing. They love it. They That's love what's everything. up, man. If we got any free five minutes anywhere. They're like, yo, can we go fish for a little bit? <laughs> they love it, dude. But yeah, so Beautiful, y'all, bro. Good talking to y'all brothers as usual. It's always awesome. I love it. Y'all enjoy the rest of this uh, perfect Sunday. Everything, life is beautiful. And uh, I think we should all expect a miracle this week. Yes. Expect a miracle and be thankful. Be oh, yeah. Thankful, yeah. Man. yeah already the, be thankful that, for the miracle that's going to happen. Yeah. the mir- is, Whatever it is, it's already going to happen. It's already in the works. The package has already been sent. The fact that all of our cells coagulated into this walking, talking bit of consciousness is a miracle already. Right. To be here right now is like a I mean, bro. 300 billion chance Come to be on, here in a human and alive this right is, now. This shit is miraculous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's miraculous. Absolutely, man. Love Beautiful. you, brothers, man. I'm glad yeah, I got to hang this whole too, time, man. man. I Sending love to all of y'all. So much love. For real, yeah. for real. Always, always. So definitely, we're gonna. We probably, hopefully, we can get a midweekend coming up. If not, you know, it's all good. But I'll keep everybody posted. I'm sure we'll be politicking throughout the week. Word up. Perfect. All right, y'all. Take it easy, man. All right, talk to y'all soon, man. Bless. Peace.